Hello and welcome to uh, Indie Apocalypse Radio. Your your weekly reminder, not reminder. <laughs> what, is, what am I? What am I talking about? Let me close these friggin' windows. Your your weekly, or mostly weekly live show where we come in, and we hang out with game developers, artists, people in the the rough game space. It's your post con hangout for people who you know are not always at conventions like myself. So if you're like Man, I can't go to Magfest this weekend. What if what it would be like to hang out with Gaindos? This is the this is the version of it. You just come on the show and you hang out with the people here. And they hang well, I mean, you listen to us. So it's more like uh, as a listener, you would just be like sitting at a table near people and listen to them and we're here chatting and hanging out, but that's worth something, I suppose. I'm, of course, uh, Andrew, the host of uh, that aforementioned Indie Apocalypse Radio, you know, creator of a monthly game anthology, Indie Apocalypse, where most of the guests come from, but not all of the guests come from. It is a, um, you know what it is, I think, maybe if you're here. If you're not, it's cool. Just type Indie Apocalypse. 90 pr- I, I get good SEO. Most of it's mine, I think. Uh, but that's beside the point. This isn't here to talk about me. I'm here all the time. I'm... Here to talk with our guests, the first of our guests, uh, the first team of guests, um, occasionally they'll come on as a full full team of guests, um, and that is from who you may know from the game Reaper's Goodbye in issue 46 of Apocalypse. It's Kale Chip, Sandalfon, and Marcus. Hello. How are you doing today, everyone? Oh, oh my goodness. I, for, I, I'm doing good. I think my cat like screaming in the background because she oh, wants to join the podcast too. I cannot hear can your my cat. Oh, can Mandy join the podcast? That's yes, my cat. Per- permission is granted for the cat to join the podcast if they wish. Cool. She's drinking directly out of my water glass right now. Thank you for having us on the show. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad your cat is making sure to stay hydrated for the show. So it's it doesn't... Well, I guess cats don't have the same lip problem of, you know, the... I'm dehydrated, so my mouth is smacking constantly. Oh, no. She just climbs up on everything and then tries to eat all the substances. Right here. She's now off the podcast. Oh, huh? my. Is my audio louder? I was kind of like, I was kind of fiddling around. Is it good now? Yep. Yes. Okay, good. I was kind of fiddling around and drinking as I was talking, so I was not fully in my microphone. Yeah, that was that was me. That was me doing the thing where you know, classic podcaster, get your get your face up on that microphone. I was not doing that. I was. You were fiddling around, drinking with your water glass. Yeah. You were the one drinking my water. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, I I always talk about this show being like, uh, you know, what if we if, imagine it like we're in a in a radio booth together? But now I'm going one step further. I'm just going to each person's house. Uh and truly creating that radio booth experience. But no, that's, I'm not in your house. We know that. We're on different parts of the world. No, I'm a... Fighting kills cat for the water glass. Yes. Yes, I... Oh, I, I know how to fight a cat. I can just pick them up. They're so little. They can't, uh... they can't stop me. I, I've, well, I have years of experience picking up cats. Uh, my cat, my cat's pretty floppy. I'm gonna be honest. I yeah. think she would just let you like throw her around. I don't know. 
I go over, I go over to my friend's house and I'm like, oh, I gotta get this cat out of there. And I don't like chuck the cat, <laughs> but I do toss it because it's a cat and they can handle themselves. And my friend's like, oh my god, what did you do to my sweet baby boy? I'm like, I I I, I gave them wings apparently. Yes, I've seen these. I've seen these sweet baby cats jump from massive heights. They just kind of, they just, they're good at it. They, they just like, not give Red Bull to your cat. They scrunch up. Oh my gosh! Oh, should I, should I say some, should I something, say something crazy? No, but maybe I should. Oh my gosh! Should I have an anecdote moment? Uh, go ahead. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I used to live on like a boat and there was all these crazy people because if you live on a boat, like you're an alcoholic and you're insane, but you're like funny about it. So it's okay. (laughs) And there was, (laughs) there was this guy named Ernie and he was next to us and he was a preacher um, and he lived in an old wooden sailboat from like the sixties or something. And we paid him entirely in apple cider to repair our boat. Um, because everyone's an alcoholic, but it's funny. And he had a lot of cats. And the way he treated these cats was very strange. Like, I came over to visit the cats, and I'm like, what's their name? And he's like, oh, you can call it dirt. I don't care. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And he's like, oh, they love getting their tails yanked. It's their favorite thing. Like, I just don't think he knew how to handle cats. Like, he would pick it up by the tail. And then he was like, one time, I wanted to know if a cat would always land on its feet. So I climbed up on this, I put a mirror down and I picked up a cat and I went on this like high construction thing doing construction work and I threw the cat down on the mirror and you know what? It didn't land on its feet. And I said, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, But it's probably because he lived on a boat and he was like kind of an alcoholic, but funny about it. And he also loved pieces. He's got... Yeah. (laughs) When you live, listen, there's a certain set of circumstances that leave you to living on a boat, you know, and then it's just kind of like you're already outside of, you know, what is the societal norm in a lot of ways. But, you know, you find yourself just living your best life, you know, maybe not those cats' best lives. but The, the cat seemed pretty happy, but it was strange. Yes. Well, yeah, but maybe, like it was normal. They are weird. We've, for the first time, we've had one that craves it's like like it flops over and craves its belly to be scratched like nothing else like it yearns for it more oh than god. life itself oh my god my cat too you are in my house get out <laughs> no this is a, i swear it's a different cat does no it, i don't okay what does it look like uh it's black and white no <laughs> does it, no andrew andrew leave does I'm, it getting, do, I'm, getting, I'm getting the vinegar spray spritz spritz does it do a thing where it needs at the air when you're scratching its belly? It, no. Okay. okay. There we see. Our cats do you're a different quirks. But I, I have gotten cats exclusively just by them sort of wandering into our yard over the years. So. Oh, that's cool. No, it's not. A, it's not tuxedo. It's uh, I don't know, black and white. I I'm, I'm failing to rec like. Uh, recall what the like the the patterning of it is. It's like one of those things where it's like you know uh, when you you like never actually like sincerely thought about something that you see every day in your life, and you're like, mm-hmm. huh? And you try to recollect. You're like, what is that? Is is it like is is it patterned like a zebra? No, no. I think it's got some splotches. Does it, like, does it have like the Adidas logo on there? I haven't looked. It might. <laughs> it's got like. Jordan's eye. Oh, is my cat doing? 
is my cat uh, doing? Is my cat an influencer just doing branding nowadays? Is uh, your cat ballin? Is my, I don't think the cat's very ballin. Honestly, it is a mouser though. It's a fierce little mouser, so it's good for that. I don't think you can mouse in Jordans. I think you need those cat paws to do that. You need to be able to catch things. You're right. Like all these influencer cats nowadays, they don't even like earn their keep. They just flop around, drink water out of your glass, yeah, and lie. They, uh, I, how would you don't see a single mouse head lying around your house left behind because it's not gonna eat the skull of the mouse. My my cat, we she's old now, and we don't let her outside anymore. Um, we probably shouldn't have done that in the first place, but like she used to, she was very polite. Like she's a fantastic mouser because she was yeah. on a boat, and you have to do that. But she would like leave the mice like lined up. <laughs> like just lined up outside and in front of not even on like the the shoe mat like the welcoming mat like she would just leave it in front of that yeah they and all, i was like oh you're so sweet they all have their own like weird little rituals to like how they how they catch the pest we have a lot of birds and chipmunks and stuff and that cat before at when it was just a wandering stray cat hanging around would leave a lot of chipmunk heads lying around uh, oh my god <laughs> Well, it was like that's how it ate, and then once it once it like acclimated to our house, uh, and we keep we keep it inside. A lot more chipmunks running around, <laughs> like the like the spring after. We're like, man, there's a lot of chipmunks now. Why are there so many chipmunks? And like, oh right, because there's not an apex predator hunting them down. There was. Um, I used to live my old roommates. They had a young cat named Mimi, who's a little bastard. I will say. Yeah, And she ran around outside and she did catch chipmunks and like squirrels, but she especially liked to catch rabbits and she would bring them inside and she wouldn't kill them. She would just bring them in and start playing with them. And she loved to be in the bathtub. So I went in her, the bathtub was directly across from my room. So I'd hear like screaming and then like flapping about and I'd walk in and the cats like trying to cover themselves with the residual droplets from whoever's shower was last. And there's a terrified rabbit in the room too. <laughs> um are, it was terrible all they right. are weird little any creature that can just like navigate human architecture is just a weird little thing and they get into too much business that's the advantage of like that's one of the things like dogs can't uh, do that quite the same they can't just like leap and bound around all of our stuff like a cat can so they can get into uh, I would say different kinds of mischief I suppose but I but speaking of cats and uh, <laughs> and the death they bring, um, mm -hmm. if people are unfamiliar, what is Reaper's Goodbye? Yeah, suddenly I, I was so in the cat mode, I suddenly yes. forgot that I made a video. We we made a video game. Reaper's Goodbye is a really cool visual novel you can play for free on the internet, drawn in the style of 1960s and 70s manga, also known as Gekaga slash dramatic picture. It's black and white. It's dreary. It's dramatic. It's about people who may or may not be dead. I'm going to be honest. It's not a huge spoiler. Right. It has a French man in it who's aggressively French because I don't respect the French and thus will make a mockery of them. Um, and it's a little anthology where you just listen to a bunch of people who are drinking and smoking at a late night izakaya until the train comes and then something happens. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, there. I've been thinking a lot more recently about this idea of you can't spoil good art, you know, <laughs> uh, where it's like 
inherently like part of the experience is like you know you you like the inspire like experiencing it personally is like integral to like understanding it you know you can't be like oh then this twist part happens he's like well so what does that mean how do you uh oh i'm like so on board with you as someone who's famous for accidentally spoiling everything to all of my friends right i'm like no it doesn't matter because you gotta go through the motions and be in the moment right you gotta feel the build-up in your bones you can't just sounds like a medical problem right (laughs) we were thinking a lot of it when we like uh, uh, we were talking about uh, Ma Holland Drive with a friend, and uh, we were like, "You can't spoil that movie." You say a cop gets scared at the end and dies. So, like, what does that mean? Uh, like, nah, man, yeah. you gotta sit down for Papa Lynch. He's gonna get his Woody Woodpecker dolls and show you. I I think about those Woody Woodpecker dolls constantly. I always think about like in the middle of the night, like I'm sitting there hanging out with my sister, and I'll turn to her and like. What do you think? Where do you think those Woody Woodpecker dolls are? And then she's right. like, "Hey, can you let that go?" All we like, all we know is that they're no longer in his life. <laughs> people, people come in and out, and so do Woody Woodpecker dolls. Like a strange, like spiritual energy. Yeah. Maybe they held something within. They, they live. You know, people. You underestimate the power of objects they hold inherent meaning to them. You know, like. It's just such such we put such a, a focus on like trivial little things. I think a lot about like the weird irreplaceability of like uh, worthless knickknacks, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like cheap ceramic stuff you probably got for a dollar. But what if you're broke and then suddenly this thing that was around a house for decades doesn't exist anymore? It's a it's a, it's a strange it- thing. Almost as if this whole value thing is uh, made up. No, I mean, of, of course. Yeah. I, I have so many terrible little knickknacks, and the time I've spent with them is what makes it special. Insert some quote from the little print or, like, a Facebook mom meme. Yes. The, uh, the, that little guy in the meteor. That's what he... T- I'm still learning with the little princess. He's a little guy in the meteor, right? He's a, he's a, yeah, he's the little guy. He's a little homie, little green bean on the meteor. I didn't know he was <laughs> green. Or yeah, he... Well, in a lot of the pictures, he has like a like a green suit and like a little, uh, what is it? I have a little figure of him, actually, yeah. and on a cursed music box that every time I walk past, like my our chakras like activate in, in time, and then it starts playing, and it's kind of creepy. But yeah, I know he's wearing green, and he has like a little scarf. How, how, how old is Little Prince? He's um, simultaneously little baby boy and probably ageless. Oh, I was talking about uh, the the work. Can I make my dark, edgy oh. little prince, Liza P style little prince reboot? No, I I won't let you. I won't let you. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm so sorry you activated me. Okay, I'm reading Peter Pan last night. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, this is one of the greatest books I've ever read. It has so many layers to it. It is so technically proficient in everything it does, which sounds crazy if you're like, oh, it's, it's Peter Pan. It's yeah. fucking Peter Pan. But, like, I, I remember there's, like, a YA novel, nothing against YA novels, but maybe a little bit, uh, that's, like, a dark Peter Pan. And, like, it's Peter Pan and Hook, and they want the girl, but they're also, like, mob bosses. And they're like, no, baby girl, you're mine, and I have an AK-47 and a cool fedora and a cigar, and I'm abusive, and this is why it's dark. And I'm like, 
No, they don't understand. You don't intimately understand the work of Peter Pan. Why, why you do this? And I like thought about it for a good half hour, getting angry at no one. Oh, cause Kale, it's a shortcut to getting people to give you money. <laughs> think, I think how breathlessly people covered Steamboat Willie, but 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 dark and twisted, just so without even thinking anything about it. They're like, gotta gotta cover it immediately, cause it's thing or I the- know. Winnie the Pooh one. Right. Where he's uh, killer dark bear. Winnie the Pooh. Also, The Little Prince was in 1942. Yes. Oh, and the author, I think it was like the last book he wrote because he wrote, he wrote a bunch of other like travelogues and he like was an aviator. Just like the guy in The Little Prince was. And then he like left the manuscript on his friend's doorstep and was like, I gotta do aviator stuff. And then he flew into the desert and disappeared. And that, that he, he was never seen again. To only wish to fly into the desert and disappear forever. You can, you He's can just try. hanging out with Amelia Earhart. Yeah. He... <laughs> truly. Oh, is... you're so true. Truly a- aviators true. have it. Uh, oh, we have some questions here. I should get to these questions. Because uh, we... Uh, uh, not their energy pocket. Oh, oh, I forgot to ask the... <laughs> we got so... We jumped into it so quickly. Got so sidetracked with cat talk. Uh, and had I had to defend myself in the court of public opinion that I was indeed not a cat, um, uh, I think. But let's see. Uh, uh, likes to be wrapped up. Uh, likes to eat scraps. Has a has an off and on relationship with liking and disliking people. I'm I'm the jury's still out, I suppose. But I can't clamber. I can't clamber very well. I suppose it. But. Uh, the first question, which is to say the first question I meant to get to, which is, uh, how did you hear about Indiepocalypse? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've all I've known about it for like a long while because I go on itch.io and, oh my gosh, I'm like trying to think of who it was that had a game in your Indiepocalypse, but I have played several Indiepocalypse. I've always been there since like the beginning of time. I've been in your garage oh, man. Now and I... on your doorstep, so... See, when I, this is this was my informal survey question that I asked people to start with, and now and now it made sense at first, but now when people say a long time, I'm like, wait a minute, it's been around for four years. That could have been two years ago. Could have been. It's it's been years, Andrew. It's time yeah, to let go. I know. It's it's so long. It's 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 so long. You can, turns out you can just keep doing stuff, and nobody can stop you. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but we have some we have some questions here. Um, I hopefully I pronounced this right from Demoiselle Yuri, which is, <laughs> uh, what is, what was it that initially drew you to game development and how has that changed over time as, as, as you honed your art form? Th- thank you. Thank you, Miss Yuri. I appreciate that. I don't know if, uh, Sandy or Lanku or, or, or want to, or Marcus want to answer it first. Oh, you uh, want me to? Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you wanted to say something. Um, I guess like one thing led to another. Yeah. And that's... You, you, you ended up in the game dev aisle. Yeah. Through Keisha. You know. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Keisha. If you're, if you're there, if you're out there, I'll like send my psychic beams to you. <laughs> How about yeah. I started off playing them, finding games that were part of a 
game jam and then it's just like you want to try making one of these it's only going to be you know a weekend so it's not a big deal if it's not fun but it was that's great actually i i heart game jam it's a good way to cut your teeth everybody go do it like a game jam you should do three game jams at the same time like me <laughs> it'll be really healthy yeah, I, I mean, I, I, also, I often do, I honestly do recommend uh, people uh, at least try, you know, one game jam completely on their own just to get a, get a sense of, like, what the entirety of, like, the process is, you know? And go, oh, it's so helpful. It's really helpful to know, like, the pipeline. And go, oh, this is a lot of work. <laughs> uh, can't just say, uh, uh, give me better graphics here, please. <laughs> or... Oh, it just needs a little bit of music. Waiter, open world, three D MMO, please. Yes. I just, I just, I just tap on the glass and go eh, more, more three D, please. Um, Can I get graphics, please? Hmm. We we have a question here from a future guest of the show, more future than you may assume. Violet, uh, <gasps> parentheses, big nasty truck. Uh, I found the devlog you wrote about the inspiration for each of the characters in Reaper's Goodbye so interesting. I'd love to hear you talk more about that. I'm also curious. Do the characters uh, come first with all their tonal and aesthetic inspirations forming the story? Do the or did the story come first and, you took uh, and inform what you took inspiration from to create these characters? Are, the, are there overarching inspirations behind your work tying multiple projects together or driving aesthetic choices in all the games you make? Or does that vary from significantly from project to project for you? It's a lot of questions in there, but I think Whoa! they're all they're okay, all tied I'll together. Whoa! Thank you very much for such a thoughtful question, Violet slash Garfield. If you can't see, they have a Garfield icon. That is that's very. I think ha 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 agree ha ha ha. Um, I think a lot about this stuff constantly all the time because I am a terrible weeaboo and I get I have ADHD and I hyperfixate on things. So um, as for theming. With all the games, I just kind of do, it pops into my head and I go, that's cool, I'm doing that now. But if I have a theme, uh, it oftentimes features some kind of inhuman wandering person, denied of humanity, who does not possess traits that fit into the greater society, thus they are wandering and probably smokes a cigarette because it looks really cool. Oh, it does uh, look so cool. Was, it looks it is a very relatable story. cool. I was, I was uh, talking to a friend the other day. And we were talking about how it's so unhealthy for you, but man, there's nothing cooler. There's no cooler visual thing than a cigarette. It, it's so perfect. It's so perfect because smoke go behind you, thing in your mouth. I'm very cool and manly. Cam uh, like freaking Joe the camel would be so proud Kale, of me. Okay, what about when you're driving in car and you throw it out and then the sparks hit the street? Oh my gosh, what? Yes, what if I'm in front of cute girl and I put it in my mouth and I go, heh. No problem for me. And then it explodes into smoke, and then it, the smoke disperses, and I'm dead on the ground. Oh, and the girl thinks I'm a fool, and I'm dead. Oh, uh, but, but what if she thought there's like a two percent chance yes. she thinks it's cool? I could pull it off. Yeah, and the, could... the afterlife, you're like, man, I can't believe I had a shot. Uh, 
But what was the thing? Oh yeah, yeah. themes, characters that are uh, uh, inhuman in some way because society has deemed them as such. Coming to contact with other people who are the same, and then you learn that maybe the real friends was the friends we made along the way. As for <laughs> characters and story type beats, um, I consume a lot of things constantly at all times, yeah. and then I keep them compartmentalized, compartmentalized in my brain. So we have like. Uh, Yoshihiro Tatsumi and like his Gekaga stuff, I have read an insane amount of Tezuka and very other various other comics. Uh, I mentioned Akira Kurosawa's Dreams. I'm a huge fan of Meiko Kaji, who did like uh, uh, Prisoner Scorpion and Black Cat and Lady Snowblood and various other things. And my first thought is like I think about the setting and the tone and what I want to communicate with that. And I was like, you know what would be cool? This would work for an anthology. And you get a peek into everyone's lives. Okay, who do I want to add? And then I like, I'm like, we need a Frenchman. We need a little girl. We need a hot lady. And it all rounds out. That wasn't very concise. But um, I think that the setting and tone come first. And I actually, okay, going to be really yeah. fast because I don't want to waste all of your time. No, but no, the, 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 entire... the force for you to be here and to hear your talk. <laughs> okay, good. The entirety of Reaper's Goodbye comes from a gimmick that I discovered in like an old visual novel called Forest by Liar Soft. Search at your own discretion. We're all adults here. But um, there is a segment in Forest when the groupie are like going into an Alice in Wonderland style like uh, picnic and or tea party and they're watching all of these um, like cards from like the Red Queen's Tea Party do a little act. So you have two narratives going on at the same time. You have on the bottom, there is the text describing, or on the top, there's a text describing the events of the Tea Party. Like the Red Queen went to get some pie, the knave tripped and, and exploded his eye, the prince is dead, uh, they ordered more pie and like it keeps cycling over and then well with the english um patch you would see text of the characters talking but traditionally it would just be the normal characters watching commentating on it without any subtitles but instead you have like two two different text boxes happening at the same time so you have this repeating narrative of the tea party's actions and then you also have the characters commentating and slowly realizing that they're stuck in a time loop. So you have the knaves tripping over and jumping their pile over the place happening 30 times over. But then the people in the background are like freaking out and screaming because they're like, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? And they're like, hmm, double text boxes. How can I use that? So then I just took that and, and made it into Reaper's Goodbye because it has double text boxes. There you go. Yeah, There's that... my fun visual novel fact. And th th that is the the perfect concise because it is like uh you know <laughs> you talked about you're just sitting around consuming or like bouncing between pieces of art constantly and then it is like yeah it, how often art is a uh, just you reconciling with all these things that live inside your brain <laughs> and getting them out the way you know how there's there's too much cool stuff out there and i yeah. want people to like it go read go read gekaga go yes. read yoshihiro tatsumi and osamu tezuka and koike lone wolf and cub or like whatever else experience a lot of things yes yes it, oh my god if you if you're like i'm a regular internet user i like to read japanese comics also otherwise known as manga uh pick yourself up manga 
pick yourself up a copy of Abandon the Old in Tokyo and I I don't know if they have I know it's like it was put out in one of those really uppity magazines like Drawn and Quarterly yes, or like yes, the Drawn New Yorker. Quarterly released it. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's not comics, it's graphic novels. And I'm like, damn. He can't believe he, like, probably kissed his sister or something in this comic. This is so deep, guy. <laughs> Sorry I said that on your podcast. No, listen, I, I, I'm gonna, and also, like, let, let me look, 90% chance. Oh, no, it's not, it's not him. I was gonna say 90% chance, what's his face? Ryan Holmberg translated, he fucking translates everything. Just. Or also do that. Go find Ryan Holmberg and uh, see what he's translating because he's into that old Gekiga stuff. And he's like, well, sh- sell to anyone who will take it. Gekiga. Exactly. It's, it's, a wild, it's a wild world of comics out there. I think a lot about... Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Something about back. I... You can do it. I believe in you. What happens? It's... It? it's, it's uh, uh... <laughs> look at something about looking at my back, I, whatever it is. Look, mm-hmm, uh, oh no, god, I'm gonna get know. hit by look back. I knew it. I knew it. Look back. Ah, yes, my favorite Gekiga. Look back. Just kidding. I'm joking. It, that's really good, though. It Fantastic is. It is very comic. good. So gorgeous. It is very good. Uh, uh, anyway, I'll I'll come up with it during the break. I, it's very good. As a woman wrote it, it was about her. Like, I think it was like a semi autobio or, or auto autobio about her, her life. Um, I think it was like stuff with like dissolution of her marriage and all these sorts of things going on. It was very cool. There's a lot of Tsuge stuff they're putting out. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, what I highly recommend if you get a chance out there, folks, I haven't put. Pu- uh, Glacier Bay books, big. Glacier Bay is amazing. Huge oh my fan God. of Glacier Bay. Get those Glaeolias if you can, if they're available. Truly, like, talk to my back. Yes, I believe it's probably talk to my back. Yes, it is talk to my back. Oh, I truly love, truly love that comic. It's like unstoppable. Um, I recommend it fully and thoroughly, entirely. It's incredible, but. Speaking of things that are potential, speaking of things, um, uh, we got a question here from Daddy. It is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Gundam? Oh, okay. Um, I know it's basic. I really like the RX seventy eight too, because I know that's just the original one. But I do like uh, just the white doll from Turn Gundam because I like everything Turn Gundam, and he has a little mustache and he sits on my desk with me. <laughs> I am. Dangerously close to being like, what if I made Gumpla? <laughs> it's so it's actually pretty cheap depending on the kit you get. That, like you can just get a cute kit. That's what got me dangerously close. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want I want to like every time I go, there's like a Gundam store in like downtown Seattle, like the International District, and there's yeah. a guy there, and we call him Boss, and. He has a bunch of RX-78s, just like little $12 ones. And I'm like, I should make an army of these guys. I should just have a shelf covered in like the same $12 Gundam. I could make it real. I haven't yet. I'm thinking about it. Do our, uh, do our other guests have favorite Gundams? <laughs> I would, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Um, 
we have um, fo- two now. Now we're believe it or not, we're approaching the end of our time here, our segment here. It goes by so quickly. I got to close all these extra windows. Uh, so I have these two standby questions, our two kind of go-to indie apocalypse questions, and that is, uh, what's your favorite type of rock? I have a river rock on my desk, and I touch it. I'm touching it right now, and I have not put it in my mouth yet. So that's pretty cool. It's so smooth. That's Perfect. my impression. Mine is so delight. I had this really deep blue stone that I found just kind of randomly, and it had this little pocket in it that was clear on one side of it and it just fit perfectly in your hand. I also had some sea glass, but that's not really rock. Nino? My turn? Yes, yes, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Anything red. That's it. Perfect. All of Utah. <laughs> yeah. And the the final the final uh, of the indie apocalypse questions. Uh do you have a favorite Toho character? I had I had to prep I had to prep Marcus on this because I was like you have to pick a favorite Toho character and he was like I don't know what that is and I'm like you don't know what that is what is it actually I'm very curious Marcus yeah okay so I had no idea what this whole Toho thing is oh my god uh, <laughs> so um I did some research research and I think that in, um that um Lurica Prism River He's oh, I like her. Cool. Yeah, they, they have a great song, The Prison River. I was yeah. like, you don't know Toho? I thought you were on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were a person in this reality. Yeah, I think I like her because she has like red clothes and uh, has some kind of like, I guess like musical abilities. They, 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 they toot trumpets and play music at you, and then you have to dodge a thousand million bullets and not that. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's my favorite, I guess. Uh, my favorite is Koishi Komeji. I made a fan game about it, but don't play it because it's not that great. But I like Koishi. Mine is Slender Scarlet. Laundry. Like... Wait, what's your favorite Toho? My favorite Toho? Uh, yeah. I, um, I, I don't. I haven't. I haven't picked one yet. What? How but, could you ask the question and but, not have an answer to the question? Because it changes. <laughs> it changes between the different denizens of the Scarlet Devil okay. Mansion. Is one of them at any given time? They're just like they're perfect. Okay, uh, that's fine. They, they're cool that's... vampires with wings, or they're time-stopping ma- wi- maids. Like, perfect. Uh, okay, that you're. That, that's you can come back on my podcast, Andrew. You're allowed. Thank you, thank you. Since you answered, uh, this podcast is all getting stolen from me. I'm like, I'm the one who hosts it. Yeah, but you're the one in my garage. So. I am, and you could unplug my mic at any time. There's nothing I could do about it. That's what you know what I can do? I can go to break. Hey, Marcus Sandalfunkel, thank you for joining me here. We're going to go to a break right now. Um, and we'll be back in like three minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, goodbye for now. Bye. 
Hello and welcome back uh, to Indie Apocalypse Radio. <coughs> that was Jeff Rosenstock with "Get Old Forever." Uh, truly, adding that uh, quote unquote. I was like, I went back and I got all that quote unquote stuff that I did not have, and I was like, uh, "Yes, you will, you will satiate my um, my breaks for years to come." But we're back with our next guest, who you may know also from issue uh, number 46 of Indiepocalypse with... Oh, where's my correct window? So I have all my <laughs> questions ready. I have to get it gets me in my brain with... I will not survive you. It's Violet. Violet, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi. Also, yes, also collector known online occasionally. Big nasty truck. People have... <laughs> I've, I've, people on the show have had like, sometimes people have like six names across five different platforms. I'm like, I can't remember all these things. There's so many names. <laughs> but now that's fresh in my brain and I won't make the same mistake I made last time. I gotta know. How'd you hear about Indiepocalypse? Oh, I think, I think I started hearing about it like around when it first started, but I think I started following it more closely. Like issue 21, my friend Johnny Hopkins had. Uh, the game Chestress 2000 yes. in in it. Um, so I think I started following it more closely then, and uh, Johnny would like occasionally encourage people to submit their games, and it took me a while to finally do it, but eventually I did. I'm glad you did. I like I uh, I always I worry sometimes if people are like, oh oh, I don't I don't know if I should submit my game. Like you should. It, it takes you no time at all, and it's probably a lot of times it's probably good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time picking which one to finally submit, but right. eventually just decided to go for it. Suffering for suffering from success. <laughs> but yeah, now speaking of the one you did, let's just get all the let's just get all the business out of the way right up front. Um Sure, sure. If people don't know what it is, what is I Will Not Survive You? Um, it's a short narrative fiction uh bitsy game. It was made for a bitsy jam back in spring. It's about two people in love um it's set in a future where some like vague environmental thing has happened to impact life a bit but that's not really what the story focuses on right um but yeah it's just a a short story about two people in love throughout a number of years in their life perfect yeah that's it's always a weird thing about uh the show it's like people you can play most of these games like under an hour so you get a little taste and then just figure it out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think I will not survive these like 15 minutes tops. Maybe it's pretty short. Yeah, yeah. There's. I was listening to a podcast like yesterday and they were talking about like, dude, let's make sure we got to beat 12 games in a year and that's too many games. I'm like, <laughs> my brother, I beat like 20 games a month. <laughs> And I very rarely play a game if it's over an hour long. I just don't have the attention. <laughs> right, right. That's and I, I found like uh, the biggest hurdle of like outside perspectives is actually that the, everyone thinks games are like super long, time sync sort of things. It's not like mm -hmm. video games are all about just shooting people. Oh, it's, it's it's more like they're all about <laughs> shooting people, but it takes you forty hours to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that keeps people from making and playing a lot of games. Right. They have all these uh, preconceptions about what a game is. Oh, the, the origin of Indiepocalypse was that I thought I had to make 
uh, I'm like, I want to make a game and I want to make money because my job sucks, but also I don't want to sp- spend forever making a game because that's to be six hours minimum. <laughs> and then I would like give up and then I was like, but I do want to make money. It is. <laughs> it, it, it's every other art form makes money. It's very strange. It's a very strange thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, now you're rolling in cash from Indiepocalypse. Oh, clearly. yes, of course. Yes, I'm, I've got... Everyone who's read my year in review knows Indiepocalypse is rolling in cash. My coffers are full. <laughs> it's not a, a, a negative $11,000 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are very weird about specific sorts of games, um, like having a price associated with them. I think I've gotten comments on my games before. I make a lot of personal games, and I've gotten comments before saying you shouldn't charge money for personal games, <laughs> which I think is bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was at a, uh, I went to like a company holiday party recently, and in like just a small barcade, and there was a band playing as I was leaving, and they had a merch table, and it's like, of course they do, because every, literally every other artist in every other medium always has a, a merch table or the equivalent of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, you can't eat um, the satisfaction of a personal experience in art. (laughs) (laughs) You can try, I guess. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's hard enough to get people to be willing to try kind of weird or just not triple A games. It's like hard enough to get them to do that when they're free. (laughs) Right. That is the... (laughs) That that's that's the it's the the tricky the trickiest part of it is like well if you put a, a dollar value on it and and I'm going from the opposite angle where I'm like if I put a dollar value on it maybe people will take it seriously mm-hmm. because what separates uh, I will not survive you from Call of Duty you know is it that one of them costs sixty dollars <laughs> they're otherwise exactly the same it's yeah. just the price point I I prestige like fifteen times and I will not survive you. I got all <laughs> I got all the attachments. Yeah, there's a counter. If you know what buttons to press, you can pull up your KD ratio and I will not survive you. Uh, Actually, I guess there is one death, so maybe there is one. <laughs> right. <laughs> My KD ratio, one. <laughs> or I mean, it... highest you can get in the game. Yeah. Oh, perfect KDA. More pitchy games <laughs> than KDAs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Not enough headshots. I do feel like. Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think more like game poems should probably have uh, just a, kind of a huge amount of uh, first-person shooter potential. Just, just ambient <laughs> violence. <laughs> <sighs> um. Yeah, I feel like, especially whenever I try to talk to people about Bitsy games, yeah. if they are unfamiliar or if they are mostly familiar with like AAA games. Whenever I talk about Bitsy games, they'll say I'm not good at games. And I don't, I always struggle to explain, like, you can't really be bad at most Bitsy games. Right, right. Like, it's just not a relevant thing, whether or not you're good at them. You can't lose. Right, or the way you're bad at them is the way you're bad at, like, most traditional art, where you're just like, I didn't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, a kind of way of being bad at art, you know? 
Yeah, I guess. I guess. But most of the time, it's like, if you can read and walk a little guy around a screen, maybe. Then you're probably fine. Right, right. You just, like, and sometimes you can probably use different keys. It's not even like that weird gamer, you got to use W, A, S, and D. It just uses the arrow keys. Mm Mm-hmm. Up, up makes your little guy goes up. <laughs> yeah, it is a very strange thing to like encounter, like especially if you go to like non gamer events, you know, or even gamer events. Art games kind of have like nowhere to live <laughs> in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like exhibited one of my games at um, DreamHack one year in oh. like the student showcase. <laughs> It was so, I stood out so much. I mean, for one thing, everybody else had like a team and a fancy display and I didn't know to do that. So I had had a little display of zines and just my personal laptop set up for people. (laughs) You were describing my setup at every event I go to. So, (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yeah, I have. Um, Yeah, people, people would walk by and occasionally I would get like somebody walking by from the competitive section of the conference and they would maybe at most glance at me but occasionally somebody would sit down and be like okay i'll play this game and then i would like watch them get more and more uncomfortable the longer it went and then they would get up and walk away part way through oh, which is fair this is, but does that mean you succeeded in a way i mean i would say the successes i had where there were there were these two girls who came up um one like dragged somebody who I assume was her partner behind her who looked very uncomfortable standing there while she played the game and she loved it. Um, And somebody else came up and played the game and kept like whispering to themselves while they were playing it. And so I heard a lot of like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like about various things, but it was a game about like, um, like accommodations in, in school, like disability accommodation. So it was very funny to hear a lot of <laughs> fuck yeah accommodations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which game? I would is say this? those were my only two successes. Um, if people are looking for uh, escort yourself out. It's one of my old ones. I have mixed feelings about now, but right. Um, but it's a, it says right here, DreamHack official selection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of making a trip down there this year. It's my. I'm planning on going. I'm thinking it's one of my open tabs to go to MomoCon again this year. Oh, interesting. Uh, but hopefully this time the airline won't lose my entire shop. No. <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty important. Yeah, yeah. I went last time I went. American Airlines lost my bag that had um, everything I sell on it. Oh my god. But it, it is a weird. It was a weird thing, but. But that, I mean, that is cool that even, like, DreamHack is open to, you know, like, even if, like, art games have a hard time fitting in, it is good to know that there are people, like, on committees somewhere that's like, yes, we should get these games there in there, though. Yeah, yeah, I get the impression, um, I think I had maybe submitted it to, like, the IGF student thing, um, and I think they just, like, scrolled through all the submissions for that and just emailed people is right. kind of the impression I got. Um, but there were a lot of people from like uh, the College of Art and Design that's near where DreamHack Atlanta happens. I always forget what it's called. Um, who who all came in like a group and it seemed like a pretty established thing for them. And there were some like pretty interesting art games there. It was cool. But yeah. we definitely got th- that whole section definitely got way less attention than anything else. Oh, right. I mean... <laughs> Uh, from my experience, 
you know, uh, and I have like, and sometimes I do a big fancy thing with like a little sandy and all these zines and everything. But like, yeah, the hit rate on art games is very low, but it is, oh, it feels good. Like when you get those, those <laughs> two or three people per show, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a specific subset of games that's like too um, artsy for game events, too gamey for art events. Oh, <laughs> I have said that exact turn of phrase so many times in trying to describe indie apocalypse. <laughs> like I think I think I've heard you mention in past shows, um, like uh, thinking about selling the physical copies of indie apocalypse at like zine fests. Yeah, and I, I think about that about zine fest all the time. That like there there are so many people in certain art spaces where I'm like, if you if you didn't have the specific triple A vision of what a game is in your head, you would love this, but it's like hard to get past that. Yeah. I, I actually, I went to Toronto to Canzine, which is actually just a straight up zine fest. Um, mm -hmm. And yes, people are like, Oh, this is super cool. This is a cool thing. Like, I think people are like open to the idea in those like spaces. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend you do go to zine fest if you're a game maker out there. Uh, <laughs> And if you need something, might I recommend uh, indiepocalypse.com slash tape club. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's part of why I'm doing that thing where it's like game game developers need something to sell, you know? Mm-hmm. At like, at like Zine Fest, because people at Zine Fest are looking to buy stuff. <laughs> and they want something physical, yeah. Right. I've been thinking about trying to turn some of my Bitsy games into zines because oh, I think yes. it would be pretty easy to do. <laughs> a lot that of them would are be just like, text. Yeah, and that would be like a very cool, like... Uh, you know, you've, you've now you've played the game. Get the take home version of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's so much space to like, uh, uh, you know, just figure out what you can do with games and like how you can like physically reproduce games for people. Mm -hmm. And there are like, yeah, the the audiences I think as Zinefest are like, uh, it is a thing I think with age, like, um. What's it called? Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> we're, we're people of a certain age that have always grown up with games, you know? Uh, mm. Are, like, more, like, accustomed to them being just works of art like everything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've yeah, had... Yeah, I mean, even yes. then, I'll, there'll sometimes be people who love games who I'll talk to where the second I try to describe any of my games, I can watch their eyes glaze over in real oh. time. <laughs> Yes, um, <laughs> but but yeah it, it definitely is like at, at dreamhack a lot of um people who clearly like either were dragged along uh, dragged along by their kid based on like their whole vibe and how they were talking about games yeah or like worked in professional like esports uh competitions would come up and without fail if the second i described the game they wouldn't have played it they wouldn't have looked at it at all they would say oh you should show this in schools which was always so strange to me because <laughs> i think it was just because it talked about mental illness at all in the game right right but so it's like oh this is that's a, a wild for, jump to make this is a place for gamers uh <laughs> this is this is the kda capital of the world <laughs> it's also like as if talking um as if any art about mental illness is inherently educational was also an interesting yes right right <laughs> interesting assumption 
uh, or as if like uh, art that talks about anything has to be cordoned off into a little special zone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just, it's, oh, I wonder if that per- person knows what they show in cinemas. <laughs> You'd be awfully surprised. Yeah. Uh, so they go to bookstores and just go, this stuff should all actually be in schools. <laughs> we shouldn't be selling this stuff. Yeah, you shouldn't charge for a personal book. Yeah, I shouldn't. Yeah, right. That's what I always say. That I go to books. I go to book signings where, once again, you know, they're selling their books there, um, and I say, "You should be should be charging for these. This story's too personal." <laughs> Please give me a formulaic uh, whatever book, and then anyway, I'm picking on video games. Sorry, video games. <laughs> I love video games. Yeah. I also sort of sort of occasionally hate video games. My my business cards say I hate video games right on them. <laughs> but but two weeks ago I was talking about how much I love Tales games, so you know. Mm. We all contain multitudes. <laughs> yeah, that's that, beautiful. That guy was on to something, you know that? <laughs> that Walt that Walt yeah, fellow. Should talk about it more. <laughs> And I'm not talking about the Disney one. I'm talking about the other one. Unless I'm a fool and I got that poem wrong. <laughs> oh, please. Anyway, I'm not going to look it up. No one, no one look up to see if I got that one wrong. That classic. Uh, it actually was Walt Disney. Oh, imagine if it was Walt Disney who wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Steamboat Willie initially said that, right? That was his one line. <laughs> he told Yeah, Pete, I've heard that. Telling Pete we contain multitudes. <laughs> Right before murder, yeah. Yeah. Well, when can we expect your dark, bitsy version of Steamboat Willie? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it has been like eight months since I last made a game. Maybe it's time. <laughs> Maybe that's what gets me out of hibernation. Yeah, it gets you to get... <laughs> Imagine being on the front page of all these websites. I could be on Polygon oh. <laughs> because I... Um. I I made an asset asset rip Five Nights at Freddy's, but I put Steamboat Willie in it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess I could um just like put a bunch of images through Pixie and make just sort of a horrible, really horrible game. Yeah, worst Pixie game of all time. But make sure you say Steamboat Willie. Uh, I'm picking yeah. on people too much. Sorry. <laughs> but sometimes you need to be rude and a little curmudgeonly. I guess who knows. <laughs> Everybody's saying that. The game market is broken. I feel like I'm just like not even interacting with it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm just very tired of it. Speaking of things I'm not tired of, I like, I know. Rocks, what do you think of them? What is your favorite one? I've been looking forward to this question so much, and Kale did take my answer which is huge um (laughs) yeah also river rocks also river rocks but the ones with like a little with like speckles or some striation on them if i'm feeling fancy (laughs) um yeah river rocks they are like they're perfect though they're like what else what other rock can you skip across the water you get it you pull it out of yeah i mean i also i also hugely relate to what kale said about just fighting the desire to pop one of those things in your mouth because they're so smooth. We, all, we all feel that i'm sure they're smooth and they look like candy mm-hmm. 
that we are <laughs> instinctive like well, what well, what does a rock taste like um i could answer that but maybe i shouldn't because i'll no. know myself as having definitely put a popped a rock in my mouth before it happens you know it tastes was, like dirt <laughs> I, I, I bet. <laughs> this hard dirt tastes like dirt <laughs> uh, i was reading i read a book recently oh oh god that was me um <laughs> Where, oh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat. I don't read the chat. Uh, any of the chats. I, I mean, both of these chats, there's a lot going on. There are private Discord one and the Twitch chat. Uh, I'm, usually, I'm usually just hanging out, focusing on the guest and talking to them. And occasionally <laughs> looking up that, yes, indeed, it was Saga of Myself. I was right. Ringing the bell. <laughs> nailed it. Know my poetry. By um, Walt Disney. But song, saga, saga of Myself by Walt Disney. When are they gonna get saga? When are they gonna take saga myself outside the Disney vault? I know it's problematic, but it's a classic in most of the ways. Just take out that one song. Uh, but now, the important follow-up question. Oh, it was a right. A guy got a medal from a wizard, and he rubs on things, and he can eat anything, but it still tastes like the thing it is. And I think about that a lot, and I think it's funny. Um, huh. Oh, this I have to say this into the world because I don't know I don't have an avenue for it. But we were ta- my friends and I were talking in a car once, and we thought of a guy who drinks health potions because he likes the taste of them, and that's the only reason. <laughs> and uh, and that the idea the idea of there being decaf health potions that don't heal you they just have the taste. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I wanted to, that's my version of mailing those two ideas to myself. <laughs> So that I can use them later. But, uh, Hyla, you have one more question. I hope you've prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Toho character? Okay, so, um, much like one of the previous guests, I also did research to answer this because Perfect. I have not Perfect. played any of the games. So I looked up a list of 180 Toho characters <laughs> and I looked at one photo and a short description of every single one. Um, to pick one just based purely on vibes. I refuse to read more than like a paragraph about any of them because I think it'd be really funny if I pick like a really hated character by accident. Um, so my favorite is hold on, I wrote it down. Saki Kodakoma, based purely on the cowboy angel aesthetic. But okay. I'll also say on this on this list of 180 characters, there was one entry that just says unnamed giant catfish. <laughs> And I almost didn't want to read anything about it because that really tickled me. So that's a close second. That is a good <laughs> title. of <sighs> Talking about containing multitudes, Toho. What a, <laughs> what a delight that is. Cowboy Angel is... <laughs> See, I'm not a Toho expert. Um, so I always get like treated into these neat little things. And like Cowboy Angels is like... Yeehaw, indeed. Truly. It's a it's a really powerful look. Yeah. Also, her ability is listed as unmatched leg strength, which I don't know anything about Toho, but that really tickled me. <laughs> it just seems... Like, that's the strength of... It's just, it's just fun. It just seems fun. <laughs> well, speaking of fun, we're having fun here talking with the guests, and we're going to bring them all back together. But first, we're going to go to one more final break. Uh, 
Violet, thanks for joining me today. And I yeah, hope thank you, you for having me. Hope you can continue to join me in like one minute and 27 seconds from now. Uh, bye <laughs> for now. Hello, welcome back to uh, Indie Apocalypse Radio. Yes, the name of the show. The name of this show is Indie Apocalypse Radio. That was Melt Banana with Ketchup Mess. I played the polite version. One of the occasionally, I like to play uh, the final track off. Uh, God, what's that Melt Banana album? Squeak, squeak, creak. Uh, called Untitled, the twenty-fifth track of the album, which is the previous twenty-four tracks all playing at the same time. Uh, <laughs> It's a true, it's a true pleasure of a song. If you're just like uh, a music pervert and you like, just you just like uh, discordant noise, melt banana already discordant noise, but all of it at time. Oh, it's true, true pleasure in music. We're here with everyone. Kale Chip, Sandalphone, Marcus, and Violet. We're all back. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. I I came back. Uh, I have to wipe the dirt off my shoulder because I was sent to the coal mines, but. <sighs> It's good yeah. to be back in the sun. How do you think I fund this thing? <laughs> I, I see. All, the, the trick is, all the devs want to send them the contract for New Apocalypse. Like, oh, this is so good. All it basically says is that Andrew doesn't own our games and that he has to pay us. But hidden there at the very bottom in tiny, tiny Texas, <laughs> you also have to work in my coal mine. <laughs> Go to your coal mine, boy. That's what you sounded like. Yes, and yeah. it was so rude. Well. Well, that's that's when I come in with my my rubber baron hat and my monocle, and everyone sees the true me, and I go off to the coal mines with you. The, the, it was intimidating, the stupid little hat. <laughs> you know what you say? You get you get you get you get but a snack when you hit the toe in soot. My tummy got the rumble. He's not gonna lie. Oh, the... <laughs> Game. Oh, it's too many canaries. I've lost too many. I repeat all the canaries lost. Oh, oh, this one's taking a nap. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is is Indiepocalypse the game dev canary for uh, independent self-publishing? <laughs> and I just haven't realized it yet. Oh, my God. We're all canaries in your coma. Yes. That's so sweet. We're all here to say, oh, actually, maybe you can't actually make anything approaching sustainable money off of small, weird, independent games. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Destroy absolutely everything. Yes, see, that's why Flandry Scarlet is the best. I was like, because you look at some and they're like, I like to scatter scales. I like to turn, to make music. I like destroying absolutely anything I touch. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is fine. Also, my also I have cool crystal wings. Yes. So perfect, perfect. And I live in I live in a house with a sleepy witch. Could you get any better? I don't think they have like taxes in Gensotia or anything. Huh. I think I think they can just like are they squatting? At the, I mean, I guess she owns the manor, right? Right. But I also can't picture like any tax collector. So. Is capitalism real in Gensokyo? I'm like trying to think. Do you? I think it might be. Do you? The taxes have been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Flan destroyed them. Right. The, uh, well, if you were you were tasked with taxing the sister of the devil, <laughs> <laughs> that'll go over well. Yeah, I, I, I see the the the. Uh, that's not. I'm I'm looking at, Gensokyo in the heaven labyrinth of Toho. I'm just looking at these 
Toho games. I don't have time for all these Toho games. Too many video games. There's too many video games in the world. There's there's only one video. It's the it's the one that your mom got you that's like looks like a PSP and it's leaking water and yes. you put the hoop on the stick in the water. Oh, there's one video game and it's you the listener. <laughs> Maybe make... the real game was the friends we made along the way. I think we made that same joke last week. <laughs> We're talk, getting close to it, but yeah, no, there is, there are. Let's. I, I was talking last week uh, with Meredith Grant about how, like, wow, can you believe, you know, us old people sitting around talking about, like, can you believe we thought we escaped the monoculture and then it came creeping back? Oh, let's kill it again. I hate the monoculture. What if? Not we just, honestly, yeah. What if we just all liked our weird things and we didn't all have to think about like. I don't know. Uh, we need to make like a, like a little Neo City shrine. I have like a tab full of Neo City shrines. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but you loved it and you made a gif about it. Yeah. When I need to, when I need to go find information about old RPGs, like, like I need to look up stats or something. I go to like, I think it's like an RPG shrine classic or whatever. I just go there. <gasps> yeah. I spent so much time as a kid, like pouring over like RPG shrines. <laughs> Of various like from like 20 like 2004 or something yeah like reading stats on items from a video game i haven't played being like wow 300 attack sounds pretty cool <laughs> i'm not doing my homework all this information is still in tables oh uh, god bless tables yes sometimes sometimes you even have that thing on the side that i forgot the name of that's a little scroll little scroll thing you have on the side what is that thing called? I forget what it's called. And I'm not going to look it up. Uh, you have to go to the toll coal mine and like think it over. Yes, I have to dig. I have to dig a dev out of the coal mine. Who knows what it is? Well, that is like that is what I should be doing. What was? What am I thinking? Why am I not putting all these people into forced labor? Oh my god! <laughs> you might find games in the coal mines. When I was a kid, I like was running around the cul-de-sac on my bike, and it wasn't a coal mine, but it was like a giant pile of like gravel, close oh. enough. And there was like a Game Boy Advance game there for like, <laughs> it's one of those terrible shovelware ones. It was like Nemo and it yeah. was bad. And I got it and I was like, oh my God, can I find Game Boy Advance games and like all abandoned construction sites? So I started riding my bike around abandoned <laughs> construction sites because I thought I could find more Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> this sounds like some sort of like cursed fairy object you found. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. It, it tricked me into wasting so many hours of my life. It's it almost as bad as the Garfield platformer I had. <laughs> it was the search for Pookie and then like level two. You, you just can't make that jump. It's literally impossible. I hate that game. Haunts me. Kids nowadays, too many choices. We need to go back to... You just need to play the, the one terrible game you have. I think people need to play more games that are, like, genuinely bad. Because they'll yeah. play a game that's, like, really, like, crazy and big. And they're like, oh, my God, this is top ten worst games of all time. Bad. But, like, they have not grown up on shovelware. They yeah. don't know true crust. You, and you can, like, and you can find glimmers in that crust. I, I was watching, a, <laughs> it's my friend and I will often uh, have a movie night where we watch, like, three movies sometimes like we like to put one good one in there sometimes we watch a lot of a lot of bullshit you know uh 
and like occasionally when watching one of these movies, which we have fun watching, but I will catch myself like very like genuinely for like half of like 30 seconds going, Oh, this is really cool. And then I'm like, Oh no, we're back to the bad movie. Well, sometimes there's like an earnesty to it, yeah. right? Like, Oh, you really went through the trouble of making that you like care. Yeah. Like what were we watching? We're watching like the class of 1999, which is like a movie about kids are in gangs and ah. they, they bring in cyborgs to stop the kids because all the kids are in mm. punk gangs. I'm Googling this down. Um, it, it sucks, <laughs> but it's fun to watch with friends. <laughs> but uh, there's like one moment towards the end and where the guy was like sitting out. I think he was smoking. Bring it, bring it all back. It looks cool. But he was like outside the school and it was dark. I'm like, this is a cool shot. It looks cool. And then, like, I'm like looking at pictures of it, and these kids have crazy fashion sense. Like, a kid's just wearing a top hat at school, he yes. should be bullied. Oh, no, <laughs> these kids are all you don't understand. The class is 1999, they're in the, the Seattle quarantine zone because all the kids are in gangs. Oh, my god, and okay, if it's in friends like from Seattle, no wonder they dress like that. But <laughs> is that what no, this is? actually looks kind of fun. Oh, it, it, is, it is a tough. There is a kind of movie that's a lot of fun, but not if you watch it by yourself, I think. <laughs> One of my favorite bad movies it, that I, I watched it three times in a day. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was on YouTube and it's like the anime uh, Shin Megami Tensei, like Tokyo Mokushiraku, Tokyo Revelations. And I sat on the ground, like crisscross applesauce staring. My friend walked in the room. I was like, hey, get a load of this. And then I restarted it and I watched it with them. And then my other roommates came back from work and I was like, hey, guys, we need to pop open a beer. Let's watch it. And then I watched it again with them that night. It's a good movie. Watch it. I will. I should add it to my list. Yes, I will. Because we love just like trash. It's the it's the it's the spice of life, you know, it's like a line where like the guy there's like a there's a guy named akira i think and he's got white hair and he shows up in class and they're like akira show introduce yourself to the class and he goes hi i'm akira what's his face and i like computers and demons anyway you're all stupid and i don't want to talk to you uh, and then he sits down and all the girls like talk to them and him and they're like oh my god where are you from and he's like ha ha i don't know but his internal monologue is like viciously like oh these stupid bitches um and then he summons demons and it's a good movie you should watch it it's really good it sounds amazing (laughs) the the voice oh and the voice actor for the main schmuck is the guy who voices spike spiegel and cowboy bebop you're like who is that (laughs) no no and everyone else is like uncredited relatives of like the main director or something i don't know that is like <laughs> there's a, a weekly i think it's still running a weekly twitch stream uh f- born out of a weekly uh showing in boston called trash night and it is like the the dregs of like sci-fi fantasy trash a lot of the time but it's all actors you recognize but like just in movies that you've never heard and no one's probably ever heard of on this terrible vhs route because why would anyone preserve it Oh, magnificent but they're genius idea they're just it's it's true pleasure every every third tuesday trash night i feel like that's the approach like the appropriate type of tuesday yeah. to have a trash night 
Uh, yeah, you just like have it on your 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 second monitor, your side stream, just like hanging out and like, oh, this guy's style. Like, if I don't know if you saw this, if you ever if you saw that guy with the blonde mullet and the white contacts. <laughs> real, it's real. I, I, it's a good look. I think it's yep. so it's so intense. Like, and he, no one else looks like him. He was like, why is oh, this fucking top hat guy? I love this. I love things that take hard swings more than anything else. The, the Sorry, death... just that they're like in a gang. Oh my god, and this guy looks like a leprechaun. Yeah, the, the... he's got his like little green hat. He, this guy's jacket's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. See what? See, it's like it, it burrows into your brain a little. You're like, this does look pretty cool though. <laughs> there is. I, I just can't forgive the top hat though. Like he looks like a dark theater kid. Ooh. <sighs> young. That's young Wonka. How dare you? No, no. Okay, you know what? That's the young Wonka. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this movie, and then that's the prequel I'm going to accept. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this world is too dark. I need to bring, uh, 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 what's the world? I need to bring life into this world. But he, he has his dark edge still. That's why he's a little stinker. He's like, ah, oh, the violence. It's taken over. My friends have all died. My top hat blown to smithereens. I have to make chocolate about it. Uh, Not the top hat. Not R.I.P. the top hat. Uh, do, yeah, any, I, 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 do any of the other guests while we're talking, uh, ostensibly, does anyone else have an, 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 a, a favorite piece of truly, like, well, that doesn't have to be a movie, but, like, really bad art that they that they love? Hmm. Um, I don't want to say it's bad, but it was very silly. I remember for a Bitsy Jam a while back, somebody somebody found a way to make Bitsy just loop a GIF from Morbius. Right. <laughs> that was pretty strong. There's also a Neo City site. I don't know if it still exists, but I see a screenshot of it go around every now and then, and it really tickles me every time. I I'm not positive. I think the URL might be computervirus.neocities.org, <laughs> and the webpage just says YouTube Yownloader. I don't know if it still exists, but whenever I see the screenshot of it, it really tickles me. No, that is that that is that is uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh... That is that's the birth of like uh you know, inspired by bad art. That is that is the, the seeds of bad art taking fruition, you know. <laughs> of like what if we just made shitty stuff for no reason? <laughs> well, you can't really get much worse than product tie ins. Yeah. There's um I mean there are there are a whole slew of bad games, but one that I actually sort of enjoyed was called uh, Darkened Sky. It's a game based on Skittles. Skittles oh, are magic stones that give you abilities. And it's it's this like fantasy thing. You've got magic and you've got a staff and you're trying to save the the world and it was kind of around the time I think that I first played Longest Journey, so it sort of <laughs> had a similar feel but in a much less way yeah that's a very like 
And the thing is, like, I'm looking at the the box art for it, and if you like put it next to the longest journey, like, how would you know? <laughs> They're not like. Well, the thing is, yeah. I found it. Um, so randomly, when I was I was on my way to this computer show sort of thing, uh, where they had like a whole bunch of like hardware and software and things like that, and randomly I found like eighty dollars on the ground, <sighs> just for. <laughs> For no reason, right. and I'm pretty sure it wasn't mine, but oh, probably. It, <laughs> but anyway, I get yeah. there, and there's a booth, and they've got Neverwinter Nights, and I'm like, oh, I want to buy one Neverwinter Nights. I wanted to play Neverwinter Nights anyway, so I'm like, I should get this. And then right next to it is Darkened Sky, and I'm like, well, I've never heard of this before, but why don't I grab it and see what it is? It's what it's like because it's like five bucks. <laughs> and so then I took them both. <laughs> what a. Uh... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading this thing real quick. I'm like, let a team of 50 people in Kiev, but wait a minute. Isn't it, they called Boston Animation? I'm so confused by this, by this, 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 this team. I'm, I'm looking up too much history about Darkened Skies. You, as you <laughs> I'm gonna. $80 on the ground? You're such a lucky guy. It was something. I'm trying to think if that I feel like in my heart that might have happened once before to me like you just get a, a stroke of pure luck someone someone so, someone's bad luck transferred to you into the well I wouldn't have been able to get Neverwinter Nights if it hadn't happened because yeah. I didn't because Neverwinter Nights alone was like 80 bucks at the time so oh right yeah that is that's a lot of money for a Neverwinter Nights but well, let me close though. Right, I can't. St- I can't keep thinking. Was the it. Skittles game good? I enjoyed it. A lot of people think it's bad, but I personally enjoyed <laughs> it. I feel like there was just like a period where people would, where like candy companies would just make games. Like there was like a Lifesavers mini golf game. And there's a McDonald's one, and there's a um, where they, I think it was a McDonald's one, and they used it as a. They had a special way if you pushed certain buttons, it switched over to this mode where it had a a 3D renderer in a 2D game on 2D hardware, but it would just start rotating the logo or something like that. Were you talking about the, the famed uh, candy, stand, candy Stand mini golf game? I was, yeah. The I game I spent game. a very long time playing. <laughs> I put it on my game of the year list last year. I don't think it even exists anymore. <laughs> Candyland. Yeah, that's like people forget that those were those were Newground was indie games. Oh, oh my wow. god! Web games were indie games. There's like, uh, uh, you know. Whenever someone says uh, indie games have changed, it's like they haven't. They haven't. They haven't changed. It's just that the games we used to find on like Newgrounds or Tig Source or whatever, that's where we found them. We we didn't get them from Microsoft showcases, you know. It's like harder to find certain. Like I remember being a kid and going on like Girls Go Games to play the same laser beam make boys fall in love with you flying around game that was weirdly complicated 
and it's strategy. But like if you go on Girls Go Games, it's like the most horrifying shovelware of like Elf pregnant, pregnant, Elsa prom date, abusive boyfriend, uh, makeup, healing her broken bones, dinosaur fusion, dentistry simulator. I kid you not. And oh, like, oh, so now you have to find- yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but like, so you have to go to specific sites that like curate their stuff. So you don't get pregnant. Elsa dinosaur dating dentistry <laughs> simulator. <laughs> oh, what if you want pregnant Elsa dinosaur dating simulator? Oh, I promise you, you don't. But Elsa has so many cavities, <laughs> and I want to get rid of them. <laughs> and, and I'm a dinosaur. <sighs> I, I watched a bad... Uh, well, it was on made on purpose to be like a cheesy bad movie. But I watched a movie called Velocipaster. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's about a pastor and his parents like explode and die in front of him because of ninja. And then he goes to China and he becomes a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which is clearly not a Velociraptor, and he fights ninjas. Oh wait, wait, is this is the very first is one of the very first video links a trash night showing of this? Oh, you know, it, I would not be surprised. I found it very entertaining. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a review on Boston Hassle, which is vaguely related in Boston punk art scenes. Um, yeah, and, and which reminds me, like, there's probably, like, as, as that goes into my brain, there are probably you, dear listener, and you, dear uh, participants, there's probably tons of, like, local art scenes and punk fairs and things like that. They're just, like, hanging around waiting for your games. I, li- I live in the Seattle area, and if you are a Seattleite on Pike Place, there's a place called, like, Left Left Hook? Left Brook Books? It's on the corner, like, right in front of uh, Pike Place, and it's an awesome place for woke liberals, and they send, like, sell zines there. And I bought a book on, um, what, Orson Welles' cr- cr- film critique for some reason. Yeah. It was, like, next to the zines. What if we could tell sell like game cassettes, like the kinds that you make there? I think you Just, could. Just like waltz in. That's that's what I'm, I'm. At some point, if I didn't make up this whole other self-publishing thing, um, uh, like on a whim, I was going to be like, this year I want to figure out how I get Indiepocalypse and stuff like into like game shops and stuff like that. I I was thinking really hard about it about when 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 you were so graciously accepted as into indie apocalypse i'm like damn is it possible to get like a bunch of cassettes of indie apocalypse walk into the store and be like hey it's like a zine but games please put it on your shelf i think you could i think honestly i th- i think you could like if, if oh, they take, now i should try if they take zines like you or you just walk around enough and try it there is like so much space for this sort of thing and i think like the more I think of it, like the video game industry is unsalvageable. Leave it to let it let it rot. <laughs> uh, you just have to like build the the alternative scene uh, on its own. And a lot of the a lot of the work is still there. The people have been making the games. They just uh, uh, don't make any money, and <laughs> and money and food takes money. Uh, so it would be nice if they made money. There's, there's so many, like, entry-level tools for people making games, even if they don't know how to, like, program yeah. or anything. I encourage everyone to... Bitsy exists! 
Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you can make cool stuff like violet stuff, like big nasty truck stuff. <laughs> right. It's just like right on like on your phone even. Mm-hmm. You, like you don't need a big computer, you know. I think I was talking to uh, uh, when I was talking to Pedro Paiva. People were asking questions about like his low lo-fi stuff, and he's talking about like part of it is like, yeah, art, uh, getting a super high computer is super expensive, especially like for him, his situation down in Brazil. He's like, yeah, getting fucking high end PC, uh, uh, not uh, practical. So it's like, yeah. So a lot of these tools, all these bitsy like RenPy tools are like super low end for your PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used yourself. to be able to. Oh no, you go. Sorry. <laughs> I used to be able to run Unity on my computer, but my I ref... I've refused to update from Windows Seven, so my computer can really only run like bitsy and twine and renpy now and that i mean i would be using them anyway but it is a plus that they work on anything right yeah that's like the the tools should stay to you know fully democratized let's let someone make god imagine like oh my guitar doesn't work because the amps i have to buy a new amp (laughs) terrible The, the 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 ever like the, the the technological barrier too high too high mm-hmm. it's just like anything that lowers it that gets more people in is the better anyway get a copy of rpg maker 2003 yes mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you don't need you don't need anything else in life life-changing games have been made on rpg maker 2003 and and lower like just straight up 2000 i promise you please you can right. do it yeah i don't know i don't know if you heard of this thing called super mario brothers but they did not make that in <laughs> unity no yeah like yeah. They, they made it um with a, a tin can a packet of cigarettes marlboro and and rpg maker 2000 yes they, they hacked platforming into it but there is, but like, yeah, people get too hung up on engines. Really, it's like, uh, I, I guess, like, because you can port them to consoles. But whatever, consoles don't need them. Pasha. That's like saying, oh, I can't, I can't make a movie because my it can't be shown in an AMC. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Can... Oh, you can even you can do GB Studio, and then GB Studio like generates a, a game, actual Game Boy ROM, yes. and then you can play it on your not hacked 3DS. I have I have one I have a a actual Game Boy game from Taylor McHugh's sitting around my room this room still. That's so cool. I've heard have... since I heard that GB Studio can do that. I've been like, oh, incredible. Yeah. She uh, of the ones she printed, she sent me five of them. I put them in cool little cases, and the next time I go to, hopefully, I can. I've sold four of them at local events. Uh, hopefully, I can sell the last one. Yeah, but it's like you can do that. You can, and people are like, "Ah, oh, cool! This is a real Game Boy game." And I'm like, "I bet you're ready for intense <laughs> trans narratives." And they're like, eh, "Maybe, yeah." <laughs> and sometimes people are like, "Yeah, yeah," and I'm like, "Well, give me forty dollars." And then they go, here you go. And then it is, uh, 
but it's to say that people are really open to like different experiences, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should you should have a creepy pasta narrative. They're like, is this a real Game Boy game? You're like, yeah, but it was lost when Nintendo wiped their catalog in the great Miyamoto tide. I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah, people. people all that. you have left is Garfield. The great Garf tide. <laughs> they're, like, they're like Garfield's bad Sunday. It has to. We have to get rid of it. <laughs> the only way to do it is to wipe the whole catalog. And everyone who was on the team making this game, all three guys, they all tripped and fell and skinned their knee, and it hurt a lot. <laughs> the 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 world's mildest creepy pasta. <laughs> And everyone who played the game got a got a got a, a paper cut on their finger crotch, and it, and it was really irritating. So be careful. <laughs> Ow! Oh, I tried putting my game in, but it popped out and kind of jammed my finger a little. <laughs> oh! Oh no! I put my Game Boy in, and and there was a strange rotten egg smell. I won't worry about it though. <laughs> I joke, you joke, but I do, I do want to make a creepypasta game, like a genuine, that is my, I've talked about this publicly multiple times, but I trust that uh, it'll both take me so long to make it, and, uh, you know, the, the I don't know, the listener counts, but it's not in the thousands, but I want to make just a regular looking, like, retro platformer, but uh, it throws up a random flag at the beginning, so like 1 in 60,000 chance of it being a cursed creepypasta version of it. So that that's so cool that's so smart you should do that oh i'm going to mm-hmm. eventually i just need time <laughs> <laughs> but i want to make genuine weird creepypasta games i i as as you had talked earlier i i do have a million little pieces of art that bounce around in my brain forever and then i need to excise them by combine by mashing them all together in weird ways that make sense to me that's my uh that's that's the true artistic process (laughs) it's like i I think people should wear their influences on their sleeve more i think it's uh good to do so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, every how many of my works in the times if i could get to making games will will someone look and go oh this person watched stalker and never stopped thinking about it (laughs) so true dude okay stalker is kind of like my dinner with andre except yes. for they're eating toxic goop oh my god is and how do you like i, I think about it all the time still oh. it's like and, and uh, the solution in every piece of media since then is like what if what if stalker had guns and you had to shoot things ah uh. And I'm... But, but the stalker was cool because they like laid down in the toxic goop and they stuck their hand in the water and they're like, "What am I doing with my life? I'm rushing." Yes. And the rain is happening. Oh, uh, one one of the, a zine I want to make is like you know how uh, like Rocky Horror Picture Show has like those things that people do when they watch the movie. I want to make one of those, oh. but like make up rituals for like a bunch of other movies. And one of them is Stalker, <laughs> where everyone lays down on the cinema floor when that happens and contemplates their own life and relationship to God. And maybe a dog walks through the theater. And maybe they get Nickelodeon slimed with toxic goo. Oh. 
truly, truly the greatest piece of urban <laughs> the greatest urban exploration video ever conceived. <sighs> but no, we, we, uh, yeah. we can't sit around reminiscing about the cinema. Video games, huh? Video games, huh? Video games. Oh, video games. Oh, you do it too. It's a segue. You know, Andrei Tarkovsky, Stalker, Ivan's Childhood, which is my personal favorite. Have you ever heard of a game called like Planet Laika? Speaking of wearing things on your sleeve. I don't know if I have. It's see. like, uh, you know, Quintet, and they did like Terranigma yes. and Soulblazer. Yes. Uh, so, and have you. Oh, my, so sorry, you, go ahead. looking at the stream, my font is the Quintet font. <laughs> it's Quintet font! I, I actually noticed, I like looked at it, and I was like, oh, I see. Um, but, uh, and have you heard of Studio Zeke? They did Kowloon's Gate, I think it's called. It's it's like it's not hugely known, but it's one of those things where people are like, wow, aesthetic game. Yeah. Is it Zeke like the guys who made that, and then like, uh, Quintet combined and made a beautiful trauma baby called Planet Laika that has taken control of my life. But one of the first, it's like you're a very crusty ass rush like AMV ish, not AMV, uh, like adventure That's game where you're a dog. And you go, and then one of the first shots you experience in the game when you're on Mars climbing out of your spaceship is like a tilted angle with red dust as far as the eye can see, and these strange, dark, shadowy uh, metal things. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is just Ivan's childhood. And they like recreate parts of the movie from it with like 50 other things, and it's just an amalgamation of a thousand different poems and movies into one dog trauma game. It's good. You should play. I, I, maybe I, I'm thinking of, oh, I probably should. I want to get really deep into like just weird ass, just like, you know, that kind of, uh, the gaming canon is very, uh, uh, let's say limited. <laughs> I want to really just dive into, uh, the full the full catalog of kind of just like i do a lot of like weird uh like what's the word i'm talking what's the thing i'm talking about like uh like front to back catalog like public like developer catalog stuff and i really want to go through human entertainment soon because there's so amazing much, there's so much cool stuff out of human entertainment like i i bought a lot of games a lot which is to say like a lot for sale um, from a guy i met him in a parking lot uh, because it had, it was, it was, it had, uh, uh, one of those repro carts of, uh, clock tower, the, the super Nintendo, like of a translation of clock tower, which is such a, such a cool looking game. I type clock tower as if that is going to give me the game and not just clock towers. <laughs> big scissor game. Yes. The big scissor games. Oh, it's such a cool little adventure game. But also horror game. There's a guy with scissors. But anyway, I I, I remember I played like one of the Clock Tower. I played like all the Clock Tower games. I really like three. I know people yeah. don't like three. I think really? it's good. Yeah, people don't like it because they just don't like camp. I guess. <laughs> horror is such a very specific, weird sort of genre. Uh, uh, it's it's hard to describe. You know, like. 
because some of it is like uh bad <laughs> but also that's what makes it good like there's it takes more hard swings than anything else you know it is all about all about hard hard swings aesthetically and just like i'm looking at this off because you mentioned like human entertainment and i was like i drew like moonlight syndrome from funny the other day but yes i saw that little guy there there and they and they did so much r.i.p to human entertainment i believe yes no they were long they're long r.i.p <laughs> defunct in 2000 but they also like oh, so many cool people went out to they went out to make like so much cool stuff from them, you know. Whatever. The Steel Battalion people came out of Human Entertainment. You know, Grasshopper came out of Human Entertainment, and Spike. Anyway. 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 We are, we were talking about this. Uh, what's it called? When I was talking about. Uh, we're talking about those old, you know, those old Japanese game dev guys who make all those video games. Your, 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 your Hideo Kojimas, your Yu Suzuki's, and like how they could, and like they got all these huge, massive budgets and they can make their, their real pervert stuff like Shenmue and Metal <laughs> Gear because they could start a like Penguin Adventure or whatever. They, like, the way the way games started, they started inherently on low budget stuff, because that's just the budget uh, games were at, like low scale stuff. So they could have like track records and production things. And like, how often do you like start off on like small projects in games nowadays? Like, where's where's that? It's like big or bust or something, you know? Every every time I look at um. Uh, like game listings they're like just look for game dev job it's always like if you're a programmer would you like we would like you to have five years of experience of a language that's been out for two years and we're gonna pay you <laughs> like an intern but which is not at all but we want you to be like a senior programmer like it's right. a lot of senior jobs and i'm like i think that the one choice is to go indie or unless like you're like like hyper specializing in like 3d modeling like really cool chairs and then you can get hired for 3d modeling really cool chairs that's not even a slight i know so, like yeah. environmental artists are like have right. so much attention to detail yeah it's just like you know in film you need a best boy <laughs> you know you need good grips like it's there's there's like essential parts of large productions that aren't the flashiest but they're like they're jobs they're important jobs still like, could you imagine a fool that couldn't hold a boom mic <laughs> and it kept dropping into frame constantly? What were they even Tape it to like a dog or something. Yeah. Mm. Someone that could hold it properly. Did they make, they worked on Shining games? Anyway, really, I'm looking at. Oh yeah, they did for like two seconds. I think I, I think I can psychically gather what you're talking about. Yeah, Grasshopper working on Shining games. <laughs> Uh, all right have their one game like contact for ds yes and I'll, like i have you played it yeah yes i was gonna it's like uh i pop, remember popping into my ds for the first time like hey, i'm gonna play a funny video game and for some reason it's like 
the way it frames its starting point because you are somebody possessing like this small child if because meta game stuff i i don't know it disturbed me i was like oh my god the game knows i'm alive does it know when i have to go to the bathroom is it watching me (laughs) like like, psyching myself out because i'm playing this funny 15 hour uh, action rpg yeah man games i love when video games are cool so many cool games there's so many cool games everybody go play cool games here's my advice (laughs) i I bring it up on the show almost every week now go look up gq top 100 games look at that list throw them all the garbage never play any of them (laughs) play other games Play, play Rekinder and Heisei Pistol Show by Perun, both English patched. You can actually find them hosted on itch.io. It will change your life. I promise. I'm so serious about it. Yes, just go around and play just like a game you've never heard of. Look up, find that find that YouTube, uh, find one of those YouTube channels that just says every single game. Click on a random timestamp and play that game. <laughs> play baroque for sega saturn and then play the wii and ps2 one because they're also really fun yes yes be like i like dark souls so like play king's field yeah uh, uh, i've played uh, like 30 from soft games and became the king's king's field sicko actually uh, actually although technically i love shadow Ta- shadow tower is like the king honestly I, I enjoy Shadow Tower. I think that some people don't like Shadow Tower. I, I don't know. But I was like, I like Shadow Tower. It has a mode where it has a versus mode in it. <laughs> For no reason. Like, I don't know why, but I love that it has a versus mode where you can play as any of the enemies. I It's beautiful. Put, 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 put me in there. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> this. There's little moles. That, there's that little mole guy that rolls around. Uh, have you played Enchanted Arms? I have Enchanted Arms. I could. Oh, I can't reach Enchanted Arms. I, I, Enchanted Arms is in this room. I have to enchant your arms to reach Enchanted Arms. I have to dig out my Xbox 360. But I did. I, I love that game I, so much. It's the best RPG of all time. I like I, I I actually I stopped my my uh, my FromSoft uh, travels actually at Last Raven because I started to see a, I started to catch up on stuff that I would have to like buy. Uh, I mean um, uh, that my legally copied ROMs wouldn't play on my computer anymore uh, is what I mean. Legal ROMs from my main man Lukashenko. Yeah, the, the, my legal ROMs that I was only putting on my computer for 24 hours uh, would have difficulties running <laughs> my computer, and then I didn't want to pay, like, $80 for a copy of Armored Core 4 <laughs> or get a PSVR so I could play Deracine. Uh Yeah, we do, we do not promote illegal ROMs here on IndiePocalypse Radio, but... <laughs> Go play Kuan. Kuan's also cool, man. man. FromSoft made a lot of cool shit before they got stuck in making the Dark Souls forever. My, fa- you wouldn't download a game, would you? Never. No. You would only you would only buy them on cassette from your local <laughs> indie seller. But download all the cars you want. Yes. Oh, if only I could have downloaded a new car. 
Oh, I'm actually, if I beat Last Raven, the next game do play on this theoretical chron chronology is Enchanted Arms. Yeah! I love uh, Enchanted Arms. It's so good. It's so funny. There's a guy with ADHD, and then his two boyfriends are, like, trying to get him to not eat food off the floor. And then Shiva <laughs> from Final Fantasy, but way hotter, shows up. It's a good game. <sighs> I love RPGs. RPGs. They're so cool. Anyway, um, yeah, let's look at this. This Metacritic score, 69 out of 100. Sounds like a perfect score to me. That's the perfect number. Oh, and there's a pizza in it. You can get a pizza demon. He's His powers are a power-up, <laughs> like, like boost his attack and explode. People, go out there, find games that have 70s and play them. 70s is where you live, baby. That's, the, that's, the, that's paradise. This is a 7 out of 10 space 9 out of 10s 10 out of 10s trash games not worth your time i i feel like a game that's like slightly crusty or rough around the edges yeah. i i adore they they're so endearing to me because if there's cracks in it i can see behind like the development process you like hear the voice of the dev you're like oh yes. look at yeah. you go and if it's like perfectly polished where do i pin my affection Right, right. Oh. It's like I don't, I don't need to play your approximation of a third-string prestige TV show when I can just, I can watch Hell on Wheels if I want to do that. But uh, yes, yes, I, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily interact with the chat's part of my thing. But yes, I will respect fellow Kuan lovers in the chat. I, Kuan is so cool. They were on a run there, like, and I and I guess like, I mean, the Souls games are also kind of a run, but they're just like the same run, but they're all cool. Oh, an Echo Knight—that's my favorite. I love Enchanted Arms, but I think Echo Knight. Oh my, my god, Echo! I once once a week when I'm uh, when I when I get myself a little treat. I Google Echo Knight and I see if it's still way too expensive, and it is way too expensive. <laughs> ah, it's such a shame it's so expensive, and I can never play it ever. Wow. I know. Good thing I already have the the, the version. Well, I, when I say expensive, I want to buy the version that has the case. I, of course, already have the CD only uh, that I burn into my computer every week if I wanted to every day I wanted to play it. And then delete it after 24 hours. Yes, yes I delete it after 24 hours. It was for temporary <laughs> archiving purposes, on purposes only. Do I have um for those who can't see, I'm digging to see if I can pull up my my Echo Knight uh I'm like, where are my where are my Echo Knight uh gifts I have? Oh oh total you know what we need to bring back? We need we have an avenue into PSP debt because yeah. from software did the Adventure Game Studio, and yes it's all in Japanese, but no it's not that hard to parse you can pop out a visual novel or point and click adventure game pretty easy am i doing it right now possibly yeah but like i don't know we should do it we should have more psp games coming out using adventure game studio you can find it on uh the web <laughs> by buying adventure game studio i don't think it matters i don't right. think anybody knows it exists actually yeah. They also made um, what's the, I forget the name of it Moonlight something or other. They're like Kingsfield Maker. I I was playing like a fan. They still have fan games up, and I was playing one called Trig Trismiscus. 
Trismegidus. <laughs> Chire has a try in it. Wait, Trismegidus. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm really soaking in the vibes. It's like a quiet uh, puzzle game. And I think I've done at least five puzzles, which means I'm a very good at the game. Yeah, because those, those unfettered puzzles, not restricted by uh, anyone telling you what to do or like worrying about an audience, uh, truly, like you run into the most unhinged stuff. Make me feel like I have big brain. Yes, I put the red circle in the red orb. Ah, I've done it. I'm like a monkey, but better. <laughs> this monkey <laughs> would know no better. He's the monkey still thinks wire mother is good. But monkeys aside, monkeys and wire mother. Just see now, I'm all hopped up because usually I eat after this, but I eat before this. So now I'm like fired and ready to go all day. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, I, I don't remember where my gifts are. RIP to my gifts. I don't remember where I saved them. If only I remember. Maybe I put them in screenshots. Oh, I did put them in screenshots. Oh, but I think I was using a different... Oh, I was using a different uh, platform for PSX. I was using like a PSX-specific one, I think. So I do not know where... Metafen. Was I using Metafen? Anyway. Thank you, Metafen. Thank you, Metafen. Prayer hands for Metafen. I don't remember where these are. I don't know why I'm getting into the really getting into the weeds of looking for this very specific thing that only three people would see. I, or, I can I can imagine it. Or, I can imagine anything in my mind. Yes, but um, that's besides the point. Um, video games—they're good. I think maybe they might be. I, I haven't played one. I wouldn't know. I have a, I, we, have a, we have a PlayStation 2. We have a lot of game consoles in this house, but yeah. in my house we have a, we got a PlayStation 2, and we modded it so that it can play Japanese games oh, also. The slim, and the slim one's so easy to mod. Such a blessing. Like I admit, I had not played. A, I didn't have access to a PS2, so I couldn't play all the games I wanted. And now that I'm playing them, I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is the best console. Maybe this is where video games peaked. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, honestly, I think they might have, <laughs> like, or like, or like, uh, uh, you know, platform, like console style video game, I think did truly peak around that era. I think so is, things have gotten too, too expensive. I need, I need everything. It's cause everything looks nice, but it's like very the stylized. There's so much style dripping out of that console. It's like oozing with graphic <laughs> style. Yeah. It's, it's glopping. I need to clean the carpet. It's terrible. Somebody help me. <laughs> it's getting it's getting everywhere, but it's so good. Mm, this is gross now. After this, folks, I didn't play any in this session, but I played it occasionally. After this, go uh, treat yourself to the the um, uh, find the sound. Go and treat yourself to the um, what's it called? Not Forever Kingdom. What was the one before Forever Kingdom? Uh, Evergrace. Go treat yourself to the Evergrace soundtrack. Uh, the Forever Kingdom soundtrack too, but the Evergrace soundtrack is out of control. Truly, it's incredible. like having an anxiety attack at like a grocery store. It's so awesome. It is. It's so incredible. <laughs> I remember I like popped in, uh, or popped in like Radiata stories like once, and then I was like running around, and I'm like, how does this look like this? 
<laughs> Why? How can video games look like this? The textures are like just so good. I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Yeah, there's. <laughs> uh, and folks, this is this is boomer nostalgia stuff. This is this is uh, historical. <laughs> this is history, folks. This is uh, I don't know games. Now I'm gonna play Radiata Story. Maybe I'll just like binge a lot of PS2 like RPGs. Oh, play Steambot Chronicles. It'll it'll uh it's like by Eram if you haven't tried it. But they did like the Disaster Report series. Okay. And some Pachinko games. They did like a adventure mode that's really fleshed out for like freaking Pachinko something patchy slot like thirteen or fourteen. With it, and and it's it is Steambot Chronicles probably like one of the best games ever made, and I'm not really joking. The way they go with the storylines and the world that you live in in that game, magnificent. Also, your name is Vanilla Beans. It's kind of like uh, CyberConnect using uh, a million Naruto games to fund their their furry war games every two two to five years. I heart. Are they okay? I think about it them so often. I'm like. Are you allowed to do this? Are you guys okay? Please make more furry war games. It, it gives me life. But like, do you people have money? I was watching a Yuri J drama the other night and they work at CyberConnect. It's called like Chaser Game Double. And it's about some girls making a Yuri game. And there's like some lesbian drama occurring. But in the background, they got like posters for like Fuga, Melodies of Steel and Dot Hack. And their logo is just a ripoff of like CyberConnect, and I'm like, funded by CyberConnect. Do they have money? Are they, they okay? They they make they make ten thousand Naruto games. It, it, it gives you the money to make your fugas. They like they made Tail Concerto, and then they're like, these things cost money. Uh, what if we make some What if we make some Dot Hack games and some Naruto games for you? Oh, I, I have I have funny a short anecdote yes. from when I was in gamer school in Seattle, and CyberConnect Two came over, and like the president or like the one of the game directors, I know he at least did a Sir's rat, but they came over and he had a translator because they were recruiting people for their Fukuoka branch that was opening up, and. Um, this was, by the way, when they were just uh, barely announcing Fuga. So they had like announced Fuga. They had announced like some gothic doll game that I have never seen again. And then like Tokyo Ogre Gate and something else I forgot. And I was like, oh my god, tank furry game. And they're like, does anybody in the class know any CyberConnect games? And I raised my hand and I was like, Solita Robo and Tail Concerto. And then the director guy was like, ah, oh, yes. Um, and he looks so uh, you furry. <laughs> Uh, and he like pointed to me. <laughs> just, just, just senses they sense kinship. It's like two people noticing themselves from across a train station. They're like, I understand. Oh, they got it, but yeah. And I was. Like, they also said, CyberConnect. If CyberConnect, if you can hear me, you said you were going to do cross media projects and that you were going to do light novels for Fuga. So if you want somebody to write about French orphan dogs in a tank, I will do it. I will do it for you for like two cents please i'm begging you you can call me a furry as many times as you want i don't care anyway <laughs> i hope he heard me probably not <laughs> yeah this is i mean i have i know i do i do have a big you know uh uh what's it got japanese dev old head contingency on indie podcast radio of course that's why no one's li that's why the listener counts usually lower because they listen on the podcast they're on because they're on that jst 
but all those all those all those old folks are listening of course but uh, yeah yeah there is like so many anyway this show often devolves into me saying there's so many video games out there like and like game literacy feels so tiny if you're like online and listening to what people talk about you know but like whenever i'm on the show everybody does know every, all the de- all these de- it turns out all these developers making these cool interesting games know a bunch of weird games and they're <laughs> are, are well off the beaten path already you know almost like it informs interesting design you know hmm but who am I to say? Who am I? Who am I to say if having an interesting uh, palette of art in life informs you to make interesting life and in art? Everyone should go to itch.io because there's a lot of free games and you can play them for free. Yes, and mm-hmm. they're different and interesting. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, a perfect. Uh, we we've hit our two-hour mark, which is when we start to wrap the show up. So we're going to start wrapping it up. Um, and to do so, might I ask, Violet, uh, we mentioned, Kale just, well, let me let me do one more check-in in case there were more questions. There were not more questions. Um, if people were looking to find some of those free itch.io games, I hear you have some of those. Where can people find them? Who, me? Yes, you, of course you. Oh, 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 um, bignastytruck.itch.io. Oh, could I also suggest people yes. go to um, to AROC and Palestinian youth movement, especially in advance of the global strike coming up? Yes, yes. Uh, get get to the to any kind of timely things important, uh, folks. You know mm-hmm. how many uh, when it, we, this is one of those things we've been I've been living in in my entire life. It's like how many times do we have to uh, uh, bear witness uh, to genocide? You know, and mm-hmm. it's uh, too many in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it can overwhelm me and think, well, I can't do anything, but you can do something, you know, it doesn't, you you can't, you don't have to be the hero of the world, but you can help. Like it's, it's all a bunch of people like coming together and working at small parts, you know, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. To... Both of those, both those organizations share a bunch of actions happening uh, yeah. all over. And like, it, it, it just like, it is your part, like, like uh from like across the from across somewhere across the globe you can just do your little part to it mm-hmm. uh, anyway so you don't feel so uh, uh uh the helplessness of it all uh Kale, hello <laughs> i was like oh i got myself into a, a misery oh, no, I, was... <laughs> I i i got into thinking about the human condition <laughs> and got myself into a misery spiral <laughs> Anyway. Uh, Palestinian relief, like itch.io bundle happening like in two seconds. Yes. Perfect. They got yes. like, if can... you look it up, I think it's going to be opening up on like the 21st question mark and yes. it donates to the Palestine children's relief fund. It's only like mm-hmm. the second or third of those that's run so far. <sighs> uh. 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 But, but. I'm recomposing myself. Hello. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> um, okay, what give, where can people find your ga- the game? We've talked about a lot of games. Where can people find these games? Yes, thank you. F- thank you for nailing that, uh, Kohiu. Thank you for getting that uh, uh, 
link to me to to aforementioned Palestinian relief bundle. Oh, it's still open for you to to submit stuff to, or it's not. I don't know. Submit your game. Join oh. here. You Actually, can so you could still submit. You can do it. I believe in you. I can just do it right now. I have games. I also make games. You you didn't talk about your games. Oh, I don't, I don't talk about my games on here, but I've made. I've made a tabletop RPG with a with a friend of the show. Uh, yes, I All can right. just put that up here. Look at that! Look at look at that! You did it! I did it! Uh, so so long. I've forgotten because I always it always feels weird uh, submitting Indiepocalypse to this thing to not to this thing in particular, just to like bundles like that. Uh, because it's it's a it's a weird thing. Uh, you could have multiple opinions on bundles, you know, and how they are great for charities, but also are uh, train a generation of uh, train collections of people and thinking itch games are only worth paying for when you get 700 of them in a $5 bundle. Mm. Uh, it kind of, it's, it's a, it's a mixed little thing, but you, everyone should still buy that $5 bundle. That it, Speaking of ways to very easily uh, help when you can. Uh, but let's get back to wrapping up this show. Oh, okay. In order to yeah. find Kale Chips Kid video games that have been programmed by love, love, lovingly by Sandy and also with sometimes sound effects by Marcus, here's what you're going to do. You're yes. going to go down the alleyway off 4th and Pike. There's going <laughs> to be a place called Crack Donald's. Cross the street. Don't make eye contact. You'll be fine, I promise. You go into the alleyway. There's a man named Lukashenko there. Also, don't make eye contact. You don't want to do that. He's got pink eye. Okay. There's a USB in the corner. He walks away. Wait until he's out of the alleyway. Pick up the USB. Start walking. Somebody follows you. You don't know me. I don't know you. It will lead you to a link called Kale Chips, I think, with a hyphen between the kale and the chips, dot yes. dot eo there is many video games i have gay shit on there there's something about anime probably you'll enjoy them <laughs> have a nice day oh thank you <laughs> perfect and it, and it, there is a dash <laughs> Other than, yes there is a dash kale dash chips i don't remember putting that in there for people wasn't I, me for people uh all around the world you can also just go to kale dash chips you don't even need to go down that alley it's, I mean, but that's, like, okay, that's, I, I get commissioned from that. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> that's the authentic way to do it. The alley seems important. That's how I joined Kill Chips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got like a blood blood pack to go. Oh, someone's uh, the game. Someone's suggesting in the game club. The game club is dead because uh, I do not have the patience. With My game club is I come on this show and chat with people. Uh, anime teacher gonna pop over your computer. I was talking to a friend. He was telling me about uh, it might have been the vinegar, vinegar entertainment where we talked that Cameron Kunzelman had mentioned on the show yesterday. I think he was saying them. They got a bunch of like there was a weird period of like people were making weird art in pornography because there was like money. There was there was money in it, and like I remember stories about people would make. Uh, they would get to make their anime, but they have to make it a porn one. So they were just like, okay, I'll put some sex scenes into my that my anime that I want to make because that's how I get money. 
Like, I watched Kite when I was a kid with my sister because it was like on Comcast on demand. And years later, I learned it was originally hentai because they just cut out all the hentai bits. Right, right. And that's how they would get funding for stuff. I I just read like A Feast Unknown, and that was uh, Vinegar Syndrome, yes. And that was like in a porno publisher, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and people would just write weird stuff because they had money. And it got me thinking like, uh, what if there's money in smut and you can just like use that to fund weird stuff but they just say like you have your obligatory uh here's your here's your anime titty <laughs> uh so that people will give you tons of money and you get 80 billion dollars on patreon <sighs> it's exciting i think world. i think that the studio is called like pink pineapple or something they made like action flicks that were porn, but then they recut them so that they weren't porn and they were just really cool action flicks. Yeah, there's like, you, that's how you get your money, you know. Sometimes you made, sometimes you make eighty Naruto games. Sometimes you just make porn. But you, ultimately, CyberConnect too. Just right. Sometimes oh, I don't know what I want to do with those cyber. Sometimes you make Naruto porn. Yes, I don't know what they're connecting their cybers to. Not interested. But yeah, that is like, you know, you got to pay people at studios. But no, we're trying to close the show. Um, that's me. Do you I'm think like, that CyberConnect2 should make a Naruto fighting game where they canonize Sasanaru? They could make so many big bucks. They could make 50 Fugas. Oh, they could make 50 Fugas. I feel like you're getting closer in Japanese studios where maybe sometimes I'll pick up a manga, just a random manga, and I'll read it and they'll be like, there's a gay person in this manga, and this isn't even about that. No, yeah, there's there's a lot of more like queer characters that are just there because they're queer, and yeah, it's like awesome. Just like incidentally showing up. And Everyone feel... go read and watch Skip to Loafer. Yeah, they don't feel like they're sanctioned yeah. off in this weird space where it doesn't feel real, like it's a fantasy world. Anyway, uh, it's cool, yes. I've heard a lot of people talk about skip to loaf, skip and loafer. When I learned two, meant, when I was when I was when I fired up my kanji up, I learned two meant two meant and a whole world opened up in front of me. I go, ah, it all makes sense now. I get it now. Hoshi no toke in a little. Actually, Glacier Books was going to publish a good kind of gay thing. And they were like a, like an old retro like shoujo manga called Hoshi to Toki no Little. And then I, I don't know what happened. It's been a century. Please Glacier Bay. Yes. I a... need it. The paneling is so good. Right. That's what that's what I, that's what I'm waiting for some indie manga publisher to pick up on because I bet there's there's I bet there's plenty of stuff in the indie space too. You know. And there's there's like... a magnificent. So... <gasps> you know a good uh, a good didinchi that you it's considered a didinchi, and I don't think you can get it like physically in English at least. It's yeah. not in English, but you know where to find it. Wink. Yes. It's called Game Club, and it's about making games, and it's so interesting. It's difficult to describe, but it's about high schoolers in a club for making video games and how they wrestle with the world, and communication and uh you should just read it without knowing anything about it it's good yeah just fire fire up your favorite uh uh, uh legal reader of choice oh i like the i like the art it's fun little art it's very charming mozo crystal uh it's great 
uh, it, I don't, it feels so very realistic. You watch the kids like make a shmup and the president, Prez, she's just like me for real because she writes, overwrites the lore like over the top for this dinky little shmup. And there she's like, okay, here's what all of the pixels in this thing mean. And here's how the people got on this ship. But you need to read the manual before you read the game because we couldn't fit it into the game. Also, we didn't add a scoring system because we thought it was boring. And they're like, what's the point of the game then? Just like a lot of kids who have big dreams but don't actually understand game design but also don't need to, but also other stuff. We need more. We need more game developers that don't understand game design. Mm-hmm. Throw everything at the kitchen. Throw everything into the kitchen sink. Yes. Throw. I'm trying to think of how that works. What that? What the? What the saying is? Uh, I don't want to add. Throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. There you go. Need to add to the reading list. Anyway. Where I have to end the show before I see, before you trick me to starting to talk about comics and I start talking about <laughs> Last Gasp. And just, uh, uh, Dementia 21 or whatever. But we're closing down the show. I, there, was a, there was another one I thought you were going to mention because I have an untranslated manga in my... Uh, on, not, once again, not within arm's reach, uh, but nearby. Because um, uh, somebody... And I'm going to say, I don't have this, but I'm, I'll learn Japanese and buy it if I have to. But somebody out there, my plea to, indie, to manga publish, someone publish, uh, uh, oh God, I'm forgetting the name of it. Oh God, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's, uh, it's No, you have to, the, you have to the, tell the, me, come on. The, the aunt who adopts her niece. Ikokuniki? Ikokuniki, yes, yes. So good, everyone read it, actually. Yes, it's like a truly incredible, like... Th- the aunt is the only character in my entire life where I've been like, just like me for real, for real. Like just walking out of a room and there are strangers in my house. That I don't know. And I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, those, those particulars of like, uh, having difficulty speaking to people, but also not that being everyone. Sometimes you're great and you can go out and hang out nonstop. It's complicated. Also, that's another one of those things where you just kind of queer people hanging out in that. Just like having a good time. Or not always the good time. How, not a lot of people in Ikokuniki ain't necessarily having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing their best. Yeah, it is like, it is truly like incredibly good at like, like compartmentalizing like grief and stuff like that. And like how different people deal with grief and deal with deal with other people i post a i have a panel of that that i post constantly or i think about constantly as it relates to art and it makes me think and that one i do have handy though it is can i post it how am i going to put it i'm going to put it on the stream and then i'm going to wrap up by saying all the bullshit that i do uh, yay um yes it, it is this one where it's like i like the feeling that you're trying to convey something uh, yeah uh, then like that is like like I, I found so hard to like convey the kind of art that I like and and like that is like that encapsulates so much of the kind of art that I like. It's just like I like the feeling that you're trying to convey something. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what I can do? I can use my third one and I can stick it in there. Uh let me let me grow you bigger. Let me 
turn this guest into no longer a guest, but into a into that screen cap. Um, with all these other important things, like if the Joker and <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog, important pictures I have saved on my computer. <laughs> there you are. There's there's the panel. Hello there. Um, but yes, that is like more more than anything. I just want art that makes it feel like there's a person inside of it, and that they're like. I would infinitely prefer someone trying something than like succeeding at making something that feels like a product. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Feelings are complicated. Uh, right. My stuff, Indie Apocalypse. You know what that is. Maybe if you don't know Indie Apocalypse, it's an anthology of games. You check it out. You, you, you play games. If you, you should go and buy it. That's what I think. If you buy issue number 46, all these nice people here, might get a uh, five to six dollars eventually <laughs> PayPal to them from me. Uh, did you, were you? I think you were recent recipients of that even within the last month or so, right? Am I remembering that right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought like a second air fryer. Oh, with that <laughs> apocalypse cash. <laughs> but yes, no, like because in the apocalypse, it, it gives royalties forever. You know. That's the that's the dream of it, the dream of paying devs money. Um, if you would like to be one of those devs, you can go to IndiePocalypse.com slash submit. Submissions are always open for your video games, whether you've made them or plan to make them or whatever. Um, you can also sign up for the Patreon, IndiePocalypse.com slash Patreon. Uh, that's like a useful subscription kind of thing. Or you can also, uh, if at, at the $5 tier, you can get just the commission games. You know, did you know that Indie Apocalypse commissions brand new games every single month? It does. It pays developers to make a new game. Uh, and if and I, and I say make whatever weird shit you want to make, I don't care. Just give me a game at the end of three months, and they do, and it's cool. And like so many of them are cool games. You know, there's like I, when I say so many of them, I mean all of them, of course. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, you, to toot my own horn, you won't find anyone else, pu- you know, paying to publish these sorts of games. And then, yes, <laughs> the more you pay game develop, the more you pay Indie Apocalypse, the less these nice devs have to work in the coal mines. It's uh, so dark down here. But if Indie Apocalypse were profitable, so yes, <laughs> these nice devs wouldn't have to make money. I wouldn't have to make back the Indie Apocalypse money in coal. <laughs> If I just made it back in Indie Apocalypse sales, um, you can also get you can also get physical editions of Indie Apocalypse at indiepocalypse.com/tapes. Get Indie Apocalypse inside of a cassette case. It's a cool thing. If you're a game dev and you want games, your games inside of a similar thing, and you want and you're like, I want to buy them at cost, or I want you to sell them for me. You can do all of that at IndiePocalypse.com slash Game Club. There's also like eight games up there now. I just added like four more, no, five more of them yesterday. Uh, added uh, like, uh, what was it? Battle Rockets and Ultra Mission in a collection. There was an, an Outcry is up there. Uh, weird an Outcry is great. Yes. And you can get, I, I made 20 of an Outcry. 
to send to send to Queen K um, for like a for believe it or not a local art event. So they're great if you're like a dev and it's like you feel like oh I don't have a game uh, to do for bundle a bunch of games up together call them a short story collection a short game collection you know anyway I think they're cool I think they should be no different than the way a musician puts their music on a CD it's the same thing every if every game dev should just have a physical edition and they should just be able if you want to know how to do it yourself and you want to cut out the middleman of me just message me and I'll be like here's what I do here's my process and I'll help you through it if you need it, if you want it. Because this, I, I think I make about uh, 30 cents or whatever <laughs> on each K, uh, like game. It's not here. It's not, well, not here. Big We're, bucks. Yeah, big bucks. So I, once I sell like uh, 30,000 of them, I only need to sell, uh, one second, let me do the quick uh, table math of, how many of these things I need to sell in order to break even on Indiepocalypse. This, of course, being my 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 scheming money-making venture to <laughs> to get the game devs. Hello, welcome from Coach. We're wrapping it up. We I, It doesn't sound like it, but I am wrapping it up. Uh, I just have to do quick math. 0.56 divided by 30. Oh, yeah. I only need to sell... Uh, oh, no. Sorry, sorry. I did the math wrong. That I should have been 0.30. <laughs> Uh, 11847.56. If you want the exact amount of money that I am, <laughs> that I have lost on Indiepocalypse, it's, you know, $11,847.56. I only have to sell uh, 39,000 uh, tapes. That's it. No big deal. <laughs> Do that in a weekend, right? Good. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> you put some elbow grease in there. Oh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. got to. Just gotta just gotta do that real quick. The point I, I feel like it's I don't know I think I don't know why I have to convince people that it's not a money making scheme. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like like there are these I think it's just you know I spent two two year two and a half years being online about it and it just kind of like uh, builds that weird defensive shell around you. But of course it's not anyway. That's it. I think that's all my URLs. I don't have any more of them. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Uh, Marcus, Sinoff, and Kale Chips, Violet, thank you all for being here on the show with me. Thank you for making games. Thank you for submitting them. Thank you for being part of, you know, all of it. I love doing this. Love, despite what my business cards say, actually, I love the medium of games a lot. Um, <laughs> and it's why I do this. Uh, thank you. Wait, I remembered. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for hanging Thanks out. Thanks for coming to my podcast, guys. Yes. Thanks, for, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for stopping by my podcast. Believe it, I didn't have to tell you about mattresses or weird mail order boxes of food or anything. I'm sure ads played, but I can't do anything about that. I don't have control over that. <sighs> Let me tell you about supplements. and I don't know what Joe Rogan talks about besides being bald. Uh, <laughs> or like... He goes, huh, yeah. Horse tranquilizer, oh, I yeah. think. Does he just go, that's fascinating. Huh, yeah. No matter what. Oh, no way. Him. Oh, no way. The monkeys and the chimps are, chimps are, uh, ins- insert something that yeah. you oh. should not say in public. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you're so smart, Elon. You're so smart. 
Insert cough because weed stain. Oh, oh, so full of weed. Oh, so dank in here. No, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> I, I will. Watch. Well, what if Joe Rogan made games though? Oh, they'd be terrible. They probably they would be probably like horrible corporate sellouts, and oh, they no. would suck. No, don't Wait, join. Doesn't he already have one? Yeah. No. Don't. Is there a Fear Factor video game? I feel like the PS. I feel like there's a Fear Factor video game on the PS2. That sounds like a thing that's real. I I think there's a game on the on like the Wii slash PS2. On the G, oh, it's on and it's, it's on the GBA. Oh, that's that's good. That's where the good shit. That's where the shovelware lies. Oh my god, we don't have time to start talking about the Sims games on the GBA. <laughs> the, tr- the true gems that they are. I pooped on the floor so many times in Sims Herbs because I forgot to get a toilet and I couldn't afford one. Okay, we said we did not have time to talk about Sims Herbs. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'll stop. This will, will, will be on the show for another hour and a half. <laughs> Those games are cool. People should play them. They're so weird. So I did people over and they kept pooping on the floor and yelling at me. <laughs> We've all been there. What? Which which side of it? Being yelled at or doing the yelling? Who's to say? It's so much. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Now we're actually we're actually ending the show. Uh, thank you all for being here. I would say maybe join the Discord, but don't, because I like it when people join the Discord. This is my thing: joining the Apocalypse Discord, but don't talk in it. Become part of my second mailing list. There's technically <laughs> uh, a part that's just for the devs. So devs in there get a secret flag for a little dev-only channel, a, contr- a indie apocalypse only contributor pa- channel that also no one ever uses. But if someone used one, uh, that would be the one because it feels like it's pre-filtered. Uh, but I'm too busy. I'm very busy. I, I don't have time to manage a Discord or an interact with the Discord. Uh, I don't know. Rogan Centaur. I don't. I, I don't have time to. I don't have time to think about Joe Rogan anymore. Um, yet, I, I don't know. That's the end of the show. Wrapping it up. Follow people on different websites. I'm on a bunch of websites that I don't post on because I keep inventing more projects to myself. Did you know I'm making a game that's due by June? <sighs> Invent a bunch of work for yourself with deadlines. That way you have to do it. Goodbye, everyone.